Blog Talk Radio. I said, hey, 
read about the Spanish flu. You know, all the motherfuckers got to do is read a little bit of history, and they would have found out, read about the Spanish flu and what happened during the Spanish flu. But the people say, yeah, and listen, I'm telling y'all, you still don't know half the mess behind this virus. Half the mess is going on. That's not, I'm saying that it's not a real, very real virus that you can't catch and all that. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is that it's people who have, people have used this virus, the very real threat of this virus, because it's a very real threat. People have used it to put the agendas across in social engineering, and we will never be the same again, okay? And they wanted it to be like that. So we're going to talk about that shit a little later on, okay? Hey, it's also Dr. King's birthday weekend. Uh, Dr. King, I think, would have been 92, 93 years old. Wow, so, I mean, you know, uh, Dr. King won the one of the great icons of the civil rights movement, probably the greatest uh, icon of the civil civil rights movement known throughout the world, even though to me, you know, Malcolm is right up there with Dr. King, Malcolm X. Um, Malcolm X to me was just a, a whole nother, I mean, Dr. King loved Dr. King, but Malcolm X was just such another level, but uh yeah, so it's we're celebrating Dr. King and his uh his his what he meant to uh American society in a whole. And you know, I I'm not gonna have a it's a word today. I'm gonna play a specific thing from Dr. King that Dr. King said years ago, uh, about uh, traditional black America and how we're different from every other group and how that shapes who we are in America. It's very powerful. You know, a lot of times they just love to play the I am the I have a dream, which is, to me, not one of King's best speeches. King's, King had a number of great speeches, and they don't want to play those, but they love to play I have a dream. <laughs> but... Um, but some these are so this is an inter from an interview Dr. King had on I believe NBC years ago and it's a very powerful thing what he said and I think it shapes uh, things that we're seeing right now going on with the with the FBA movement ADOS movement traditional Black America whatever we call ourselves today uh, uh, Black Americans who have been on the soil for over hundreds of years. Uh, it's shaping the movement of a lineage, and I think that's so important, especially as we move towards the we, – we're moving in the fight towards reparations and trying to get what was owed to our ancestors because I believe black America needs that very much so to be whole. So uh, so we're gonna play, I'm going to play that a little bit later on into the show. Okay. Now, I'm excited because – Hours coming on tonight at twelve o'clock. I know. And listen, hey, I, I know I won't be out from still. Uh, we'll, we'll be finishing up the show, but I cannot wait because when I get out, I'm gonna start watching Power. I'm addicted. It's a lot. I become addicted. <laughs> Tyreek, I'll be like, what's gonna happen? What's? Gonna, I'm so mad. Stars has got to do start doing like Amazon. Because, you know, it's so outdated to make us wait. Like, you remember, we waited two weeks for last week's episode. And then we got to wait another week. Well, we just just release all of them all at once. We don't want to. We don't want to wait. We don't do that. Netflix has changed the dynamics of how we watch TV. Hulu and Prime and all that, they've changed the dynamics of how we watch things. 
We no longer wait from week to week, stars. Nah, that's for the birds. Just release that shit for us that want to watch it right away and don't want to watch it week to week. <laughs> it's over for the week to week. It's a nut was too much. But it was really cool this week. I got to listen to uh, Warner Courtney Kemp's, uh, when she comes on, uh, she does her lives, I guess, on Tuesday about power and everything. And I got to listen to her, and it was so interesting when she was talking about how where she saw the characters going. If you guys uh, don't follow her on Instagram, you should. She has a really interesting, when she, I mean, she. I love her in, her talks that she talks about, when she talks about every week about power. And she kind of lets you know so much more than about just about power. If you are an aspiring writer or or something like that, she's even talked about giving, she may give a master class or something one day, I, who knows. But uh, she gives a lot of great uh, information about her writing process and, and uh, how she builds characters and stuff like that. She is very informative on this live, more to me than just, uh, you know, just talking about Power Book 2. Even though she uses Power Book 2 as a talk, she really is informative in just the ideas of behind writing and how she sees characters and stuff like that. It is so interesting to listen to her talk, so I enjoyed that this week. Okay, I did get to see Love While in Lockup. Let me tell you, I am truly disturbed by Love While in Lockup. Yeah, no, normally I be watching Love After Lockup, okay? Love After Lockup is coming back in. I forget when Love After Lockup comes back next week or the week after next. I forget. Or is it March or May? I can't remember. But I've been watching Love While in Lockup. This is about inmates of women, women and men who are having relationships with people who are in jail. Okay, so they're not out of jail. <laughs> and this show... It, it kind of more follows the process of this. And, you know, I'm just disturbed by some of the people I've seen on this show. But I would love to talk. There's one young lady, and, you know, I might check into that. I may check in about, about seeing if I can get her on the show. There's one young lady on there who's so interested. She has such an interesting background. And it's, it's really hard to understand. I mean, you could really see why. Uh, she is picking these inmates. She's had such a tragic childhood, it sounds like. And so you see why she's drawn to people in prison. Then there's this uh, really beautiful, uh, uh, like I think she's kind of Indian young lady on there. I'm not sure what her her background is. But, you know, she comes from a well-to-do family, got it going on and everything, and she is trolling the prison, okay? And she's messing with this dude who's got five years in jail for, I forget what he was in for. But, like, she's trying to marry him and everything. And here's the thing. He won, a, allegedly, he won some sort of lawsuit or something while he was in jail, right? He won against the security guards or something where he got like $150,000, Right? And so the lawyer is kind of maintaining this $150,000. He's already sent her over $60,000. Now I'm like, what the fuck? Man, you're going to need every bit of that coin when you get the fuck out of jail. Why are you Why are you splurging 60 Gs, which is kind of making me wonder, is it like, is, was it really a lawsuit or something? I don't know. But why are you splurging 60 Gs on this chick, just giving these chick 60 Gs? And then last week she went, she goes to take, you know, 
uh, goes with her friends and everything to try on wedding dresses, okay? And this heifer picked a $30,000 fucking wedding dress, okay? I'm like, bitch, you ain't got, hold up. <laughs> he got, he only got 150000 and you done took already sixty, and you trying to spend $90,000 on a fucking wedding dress? I mean, if she really doesn't understand that she's with a prisoner, and he's a felon, and she going to need all that coin when he get out of jail. What the hell is she doing? She's kind of nutty. She kind of seemed kind of nutty. I, if I was him, I'd be a little scared of her. She the type of chick, if he try to break up with her, he might he might, he might, might get the, you know, Steve McNair special. Y'all see what happened with Steve McNair. Do y'all remember the football player Steve McNair? He had a mistress, allegedly, and, the, you know, the, the, the mistress, he went to the mistress' house. I guess he was trying, I don't know if he was trying to break it off or whatever, but what ended up happening is him and the mistress both ended up dead, right? And the, and what the police ruled it has was a suicide homicide, okay? She shot, her, shot him and then herself, okay? That's why you can't fuck around with people's emotions. There's people crazy out in these streets, okay? So I was like, you know, which we're going to talk about Kanye later on, okay? Because we, we're talking about you can't fuck with crazy Gemini's emotions, too. We're going to talk about Kanye and Kim, like the birthday party shit that happened today, too. We got to talk about that. Hey, Kim, I mean, Kim, I, I, I always said this. This is a sidebar, sidebar from, from, from Love After Lockup. Sidebar for a minute. I always said on here, this show, if you've been listening to this show for a long time, y'all know I have always said that the Kardashians is going to regret fucking with Kanye. <laughs> Kanye ain't the one. He ain't the one you can throw the Wooji on and just think you're going to bounce. Oh, shit, nah. If y'all allegedly, witch, allegedly people say y'all think they witches out of here, well, if they witches out of these streets, he ain't the mofo. You just going to put that uh, Wooji on and, 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 you know, you can bounce. Nah, he going to drag you through the, the, the tulips. He going to drag you all the way around and back before your Wooji works. <laughs> I said, B, the Kardashians, to be Kanye is not the one. Oh, he's not Lamar. No, no, no. He's none of them dudes that y'all be dealing with. He's he's different. And if you do get him, and when you finally get him, if you get him, he's going to be done drugs you through. But anyway, that's why I say you can't mess with some people crazy out in these streets, okay? You got to see what you're messing with. Now, back to Love After Lacka. Love Wiley and Laka. So this chick, she seems kind of cray-cray. I'm worried about the dude that's in jail. Because I'm like, dude, are you going to be okay? But this girl, this girl is spending, not only is she spending up your money, her family got money, but she's spending up your money. She's trying to buy a $30,000 dress out in these streets. And it's beautiful dresses. Let me tell you something, okay? It is beautiful dresses, that wedding dresses, that you can get for 1000 1500 I can see if I was marrying... Uh, 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 Jeff Bezos up in these streets. Shit, I'd be, I'd be looking for a fifty thousand dollars dress. I'd be putting it, I, you know, I'd be splashing. <laughs> Which is the, the irony of that is you would probably get your dress for free. Because <laughs> you know how rich celebrities get their shit for free. That's the irony of shit. Like they be having money and they get their shit for free. But if I was if if, if it was Jeff, if I was marrying Jeff Bezos, hell yeah, I'd be like okay fifty thousand. 
But this helps us marrying this dude in prison who just got a uh, uh, who got who just got a settlement, and he is a felon, and he's gonna need every bit of coin he can get to get on his feet. And you can tell that young because he come. I can't wait to get out of jail. It's all sexual, you know. Put a baby in you. Put it this and that. I'm like, damn. I mean, come on now. Uh, you gotta you gotta get a job first. Like babies are expensive. I mean, it's just so crazy. If y'all get a chance, my guilty pleasure, Love While in Lockup. Okay, I have not watched now. Y'all, the other one y'all asked, Growing Up Hip Hop. I'm going to be honest. Oh, God. I have not felt the need to watch it. I have been taping it, but it has not been in my spirit, man, to, to watch it. I don't feel it. I'm not moved. <laughs> but perhaps... When I do watch it, I will tell you guys all about it. I am interested because Sam, they're saying to, you know, Egypt and Sam, right, and growing up hip-hop, Sam might get some time in jail, which would, you know, I ain't wishing nobody no time in jail. Nobody needs time in jail. But, you know, for Egypt, if that happens, it may be a, a okay thing. I mean, don't get pregnant, Egypt. Be on that birth control hard and heavy, Okay. Because you don't want to be pregnant by the jailbird. It ruin your life. Finish your, get your rap career and your music career going and understand where this Negro is going. He's on his way to up the clank, clank. And unless you're going to be doing love after lockup or love while in lockup, I suggest another reality show. You start the movement of getting rid of his ass right away. <laughs> When you see his ass go, you see his ass go to jail. You got to start making moves, and he did. He was saying he might get ten to fifteen years in the previews. I was like, damn. So, if I'm Egypt, I'm making moves. I'm saying, you know, he got a hot temper. He ain't been shit while I've been on this show. Everybody been talking about him, and now he about to go to jail. Oh, I'm about to ease my way up out of here, Egypt. It is your exit, exit stage right. Don't get them no lawyers. Don't get them no nothing. Okay? You could be so lucky if he got a day or two. I mean, a year. I, I don't wish nobody no time in jail. I wish Sam would get But, you know, listen, for her it might be freedom. It might mean a change of pace and that she can focus back on her career, getting along with her family and everything like that. You know, I don't want Sam to go to jail for her to have to do that. But I'm worried about her any other way. Okay, so I might start watching it for that because I'm like, oh, Sam about to go. What happened? So I'm, I'm nosy. So I might be watching it for that, okay? <sighs> Are we going to talk about Janet Jackson's documentary yet? I think we're going to save that for later on in the show. Janet's documentary is coming. It sounds like it's going to be some bullshit. Janet, it sounds like it's going to be some bullshit. It sounds like you're going to be telling me some shit I done already heard. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's like she's already trying to down my expectations. Some of the interviews I've been reading. She's trying to down my expectations about the documentary. And see, this is why I don't want my faves doing. My faves are too quiet about their, you know, about their personal lives. And I don't want them to do documentaries and shit unless you're going to talk. I don't want to do, don't do no documentary if you one of them people who don't want to. Spill your guts and spill the tea. Don't do it. 
Janet, I don't want to hear old stuff. You know, my weight was a problem. I've already said that. I dealt with my weight. Janet, you're beautiful. Your weight, big, small, skinny, whatever. You're beautiful, okay? I don't need to hear no more about that. I just, I don't, you know, unless it's going to be an honest, reflective moment about your life. I mean, and when I'm going to say tea, I mean really getting down in there. I really don't want to hear it. Like, I'm not interested in that Maxwell documentary. I'm just not. I know y'all like, what, cry, you ain't no man. No, because he seems like the type he would be on there just walking around everything. He will not try to tell you anything. I think he got Scorpio in his show. What's Scorpio? What is it, fourth house or third house? It's one of those houses. No, 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 no. Don't do no documentary and tell me some shit I already know. Like, I don't want to hear no shit I already know. I don't want to hear about growing up in Brooklyn. I don't want to hear about, you know, I was this and that. I mean, well, he don't hardly tell nothing anyway. But, you know, my faves are real quiet. I don't really want to hear their stuff. I mean, if they ain't going to tell nothing. I don't really care. You know, ain't too much. He's not had a whole bunch of success. Well, he may have had a succession of women. We just don't know it. You know what I'm saying? Like a succession of relationships. But the ones I see, uh, I'm not that interested in. already made this documentary and so you know we got to see what it if it if it if it lives up to its hype i don't know if it will you know and i'm kind of sad about that because it's you know just every article i've read is lowering expectations i'm like yeah okay oh yeah that doesn't sound uh, okay eh eh <laughs> I mean, it's sort of like I got Will Smith's book, and I'm ex- I'm excited to try to read it, but it's sort of like Will didn't tell me. And people say you just read Will Smith's book for the motivation purposes alone. So, you know, Will's a motivator. But I'm not that excited about because Will and Jada didn't do nothing but confirm what people has long, have long suspected about them mostly, okay? <laughs> so, you know, I mean, I just, yeah, I don't I don't really care about people who are not really ready to come to the table and tell their authentic, I don't want you to tell all your business, but to tell your authentic story. Like what are you, what is it, who are you really? Like I want to know about the gritty side. Janet, like, you know, like I said, was her and LaToya beefing when LaToya was out here lying, running around here? Remember when LaToya was running around here? Well, I don't say she was lying. Remember when LaToya, I don't know. Well, it seemed like she was lying because she, I think she said she was lying because she said she, the old manager. Remember when LaToya had that, married that white manager and she was running around and she was saying Joe was abusive uh, sexually abusive, so was Michael. She was talking about everybody. And the rumors was like, you know, I want to know, like, you ain't got to tell me that you kicked Latoya's ass after a concert, like people say. You ain't got to tell me that part, but you can say, I was very upset with her, and we had a heated discussion. Okay, then I, I, that's, I say, oh, shit, I get it. Well, she's, she's confirming that kick-ass, right? <laughs> if we're not going to address those hard things, I just don't kind of want to hear it. I'm sort of like, eh. Eh, eh. <laughs> That's what 
what it is, because with celebrities, it's like a Beyonce documentary. I always tell people, if you've seen one Beyonce documentary, you've seen them all. People are like, what do you mean? She literally says the same thing mostly every fucking document. Beyonce is a fucking robot. Until I see Beyonce come out and just have a discussion, like, you know what? How do I feel about when my daddy went to, you know, was messing around, and my mom and daddy got divorced, and I'm in the midst of all this shit, and I'm trying to be a superstar and stuff. How did it get to me? Then I, you know, I don't really want to hear her documentaries because it's the same shit all the time. Okay, it's like a robotic. So it, it and it feels it doesn't feel, um, you know, almost genuine. So that, I'd rather her not do a documentary. I say when she's every documentary I've seen of Beyonce. This is why. I, I really didn't listen to, it was something she had did not too long, a while back. And I said, no, you don't really have to listen to the talking part of it. Because if you've heard one Beyonce documentary, trust me, you've heard them all. <laughs> so, no, I don't want to hear that, right? So that's how I am. If, you gotta, if you're going to do, like, a serious documentary and you're going to give up your, your serious, heartfelt shit, that I'm, I'm, I'm here for, right? But I am not here for, you don't got to tell all your business, but I'm not here for, like, no bullshit. Like, you know, like, you know, it's like, if Maxwell gave a documentary, I want to know if it was true about Sony. Like, did, you know, did they stop you from really making some, some what is it, an androgynous album? Is it a, or, you know what I'm saying? That's shit I want to know. Like, because that was a huge rumor, okay? Or how did, you know, what are the, that I don't want to hear, like, you, you know, I want to hear about, well, his life is interesting because you don't really see much of him. So I might want to hear about your family life and stuff like that because that's very cloaked in mystery. He's, done, he's been very good at that. But other people where you got all that shit out there, uh, I really don't want to hear about those story. Like, that's why I'm, I'm really concerned about Janet. Even my mother, me and my mother was talking this weekend. My mother said, oh, Janet ain't going to tell nothing. I ain't really that excited to watch that. <laughs> And so I was like, wow. And that was coming from a fellow Torian. So I know, I was I was like, yeah, she, her fellow Torian probably knows that she's not going to approach this documentary with a lot. So we'll see. We shall see. Okay. Uh, so, we'll, you know, we'll probably talk about that a little bit more into the show. But meanwhile, okay, it's time for It's a Word, okay? So my It's a Word this week is going to be, it's not really a, it's a word. It, yes, it is. It's a word. It's from when Dr. King, um, uh, Dr. King spoke with NBC. It's one of, uh, one of the uh, interviews that people, a lot of people don't talk about, or play of Dr. King. But uh, when they talk about Dr. King, it's not the first thing that you really uh, uh, pull up. But he had this discussion with a, uh, um, with the interviewer from NBC who asked him about the significant uh, effects of black America. And when we talk about black America, we're not talking about, uh, you know, the diaspora that's come to America. We're talking about black, traditional black America, black America who's been on the soil uh, for hundreds of years, who were slaves in America and stuff like that. And he asked him what was their significant, uh, uh, you know, what was the significant obstacles for black America. And it's very interesting what Dr. King has to say. I hope the sound comes out right because sometimes I notice my sound be messed up out in these streets. If it doesn't, you guys forgive me, I'll try to play it again 
I get at the end of the show too, so you guys can you got in case you know my sound did not come out right. But let's see if we can get it here. Got a slave on a- Okay, so here's Dr. King uh, talking. Uh, this was a, this interview was done May eighth, nineteen sixty seven. Okay, so let's uh, take a listen. What is it about the Negro? I mean, every other group that came as an immigrant somehow. Not easily, but somehow got around it. Is it just the fact that Negroes are black? White America must see that no other ethnic group has been a slave on American soil. Uh, That is one thing that other immigrant groups haven't had to face. The other thing is that the color became a stigma. American society made the Negroes' color a stigma. America freed the slaves in 19... I mean, 1863, through the Emancipation Proclamation of Abraham Lincoln, but gave the slaves no land or nothing in reality, and as a matter of fact, to to get started on. At the same time, America was giving away millions of acres of land in the West and the Midwest, which meant that there was a willingness to give the white peasants from Europe an economic base and yet it refused to give its black peasants from Africa who came here involuntarily in chains and had worked free for 244 years any kind of economic base. And so emancipation for the Negro was really freedom to hunger. It was freedom uh, to the winds and rains of heaven. It was freedom without food to eat or land to cultivate, and therefore it was freedom and famine at the same time. And when white Americans tell the Negro to lift himself by his own bootstraps, they don't, oh, they don't look over the legacy of slavery and segregation. I believe we ought to do all we can and seek to lift ourselves by our own bootstraps. But uh, it's a cruel jest to say to a bootless man that he ought to lift himself by his own bootstraps. And many Negroes, by the thousands and millions, have been left bootless as a result of all of these years of oppression and as a result of a society that deliberately made his color a stigma and something worthless and degrading. All right, that is your it's the word for a king for the King holiday. Dr. King talking about the obstacles that are specific to black America. And even, you know, a lot of people will say and there are a lot of people sometimes in the diaspora say, Well we were slaves in Jamaica. No, it's not the same as the slavery uh what um, what was endured in America? It's a different. It was a different type of slavery. Chattel slavery was very different. Um, lasted longer, and then we had to deal with Jim Crow and segregation. And um, when we're talking about the effects of of why the Black Americans are are not succeeding, or why Black American uh, economics are important, it's important to measure us separate from our brothers and sisters in the diaspora who are here, first-generation Haitian or first-generation Puerto Rican or first-generation Dominican and stuff like that, why it's very important to separate us is because we have had a different experience on the soil and our ancestors have been here longer, and America owes a debt to us in particular. So when we see somebody like Kamala Harris ascend to the White House and they give her, they say, oh, that's a black, another black person. That's showing, that's showing that America's come far about race.
but it but what has it come for about the lineage of the people who were enslaved in America? And so what we see is that no, not not many. We don't have many black. We don't have many black Americans that have sit. Even Colin Powell, when I look about, it, I think I mean maybe a Condoleezza Rice and Susan Rice or something like a couple of people, but not many black Americans have sit at those highest seats. Black Americans. So Kamala Harris, while it is, uh, 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 says something, but it does not say anything to our, she really, in some sense, she wrote off for our legacy, a legacy which is not hers. But it does not say, her her success does not, it's not a measuring stick for us as black Americans. And what we see is we haven't had a black American president, and we have not had a black American vice president, okay? So, uh, uh, not of American, uh, traditional American descent or ADOS, okay, uh, descendant of slaves. And that's very powerful because we see that there is also not a, there's not only an attack with race in America, but there's an attack on lineage. So we, we, have to, we have to be able to look at the measuring stick of how black America is doing. So that's why I love this discussion Dr. King has in this interview because Dr. King is letting it not be known this is what's different about black Americans, the only group besides Native Americans who did not immigrate here for a better life or who did not uh, come over for this and that or this and that, but were brought, who were enslaved, who were brought involuntarily. That's a different thing, okay? Black Americans are not uh, a part of uh, immigration. That's even like, you know, a lot of people don't know that the Statue of Liberty was actually uh, was was about the freedom of the slaves, it, and it turned into a, an immigrant thing. But it really was was more about uh, the history of behind that. And so, uh, but a lot of times people will throw us in the immigration thing. Black Americans did not immigrate here. It's a very different story. So um, that's what I love. I appreciate that from Dr. King. And that's your It's a Word today, something for y'all to think about out here, uh, you know, uh, and we're measuring, looking at black American success and looking at how we're doing as a whole and as a group now uh, and being able to separate ourselves from those in the diaspora, not to say that we don't share the same skin color, but to say we don't share the same lineage and that we have to be able to measure ourselves by ourselves because it's very important to see our progress in America after so much oppression and hurt and to prove the fact that we need reparations, that this debt needs to be paid, and that will make us as black America whole, okay? All right, so when we get back, what are we going to discuss? Oh, Lord, so much out in the street. Man, when y'all heard Lisa Bonet and Jason Momoa was breaking up, <laughs> y'all bugs was, I, I bet his, his DMs was lit. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what? Listen, but we had talked about it. You know, I had talked about it on the show about a month ago. Was it? No, it was a couple of months in November. Remember there was a rumor he was running around with a chick. Remember I told about that? I told I didn't tell the T. It was I read it from another a site. 
that he was run, he was running around with a, a female, and I said, she cold now. You can't fuck with her. That gym I fucked her up years ago. You ain't going to fuck with her. If she going to leave, she going to leave. You ain't going to fuck. She told, Go back and listen to that show. I kind of broke it down. Am I surprised this has happened? I was kind of taken aback, but not surprised because I had already heard the rumors. And then when I look at Jason Momoa, when I really break down Jason Momoa, I looked at love number of interviews and stuff like that. Oh, man. You know what I kind of come to think? You know, we have Scorpios. I'm a Scorpio gal. But, you know, my Virgo moon saves me a lot, okay? You know, it, it, uh, some people will say fuck you up a little bit. People say Virgo moon. <laughs> I, one, of my, one of my astrology people tell me that Virgo shit will fuck you up. But, you know, my Virgo sometimes speaks common sense. You know, it says, oh, no, that you don't want that. That's bullshit. You know what I'm saying? You can't just be thinking with that Scorpio passion and that Scorpio sex drive and stuff like that. You got to see things in a whole, right? But Lisa Bonet is like November. What? She's like that deep Scorpio. She's like, no, she's got a lot of Scorpio in her chart, like a whole lot. I, can, I got a lot of water, but she got like a whole lot of Scorpio. And so I know that Jason Momoa, that's just, you know, you want us, you want us, men and women, I'm going to tell you all some truths about Scorpios, okay, today. It's just it's just a couple of, if you listen to this show, you probably hear it all the time anyway, because I love astrology. We are, now, not everybody, you know, a lot of people just think when they hear Scorpio, they think Scorpios just got sex drives for everybody. No, no, that's not true. You'd be disappointed to think that. That's not true. But when Scorpios see something that they passionately like or merge with, oh, they can't see sometimes nothing else. <laughs> and it's not coming from a, just a pure, like, a sexual hot thing, okay? It's not that. It's because Scorpios see something they can merge with on a deeper level, like, oh, like, you know, here's uh, one astrologer said, I heard one time say, Scorpios see a person that literally they want to take their soul. Like, <laughs> and I don't, I disagree with that assessment, but I understand what they mean. We, it's not we want to take your soul. We want to get to know it. And so I think with Lisa Bonet, as I look at Jason Momoa, Jason Momoa gives off all that, that Leo, because I think he's a Leo, vibe, he's hot, he's passionate. You can look at him and just see the fire flow that's just bursting out of, out of him, right, you know. And if you see him, she met him in the club, see, you see him in the dark and shit, oh, my God, and them eyes and stuff, oh, you don't see everything. She didn't see everything. She couldn't see her. And he's, he's uh, like, how many years her senior? I think he's like 10 to 15 years younger than her. Oh, oh, oh. She got caught up. Sus got caught up. <sighs> she finally just woke the fuck up. That's my. This is my personal opinion. I ain't saying that's what happened. I'm saying if she woke up out the passion, and uh, you know, like, and then I think she still, you know, still have a little thing. I, I, my personal opinion is still a little thing for Lenny Kravitz. That's just my personal opinion. But, but she woke up out of all that passion and fire and said, "Damn, like, is this working?" <laughs> A kid's fifteen years. I'm. Am I, am I really? Is this really working for me now? <laughs> He's 15 years younger than me. He's on the come up. My ass just kind of want to chill right now, and his ass probably is, you know, this is the 
This is the best moments of his life. I had the best moment, you know, my, I had my fame moment when I was on the Cosby show. I had all that. I know what that's like. But he's coming in. He got Coochie Cat being thrown at him from every other way. And he don't know how to handle it because he's young compared to me. And I done had him since he was a young man. And it came to her. She just, I think she just got that scorpion said. She woke up like Demi Moore. Like Demi Moore. You know, Demi, Demi, you know, when Demi was with Ashton Kutcher, it had to come. You know, she had to come about the lust and say, Ugh. he's a kid. Ain't a damn thing I can do. You know, you know what I mean? You got to come up out of it, has Scorpius. And I think that's what Lisa Bonet did. I think, we're going to talk about that a little bit more. We'll, 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 get, we'll talk about that more into when we get to the Lenny Kravitz part. But I really think. That Lisa Bonet just said, you know, I, you, I, I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> Whatever shit was going on, okay? Whatever it was, all right? So we'll talk about all of that and more. We're going to first talk about uh, Joe Biden. Joe Biden, what a bad week. I mean, you know, can it get any worse for Joe? Could it get any worse? Can it get any? Yes, it can. But. <laughs> We hope it don't, because we in this mofo. <laughs> we don't want it to get worse for Joe, because we here. <laughs> but it is, you, when speaking of Scorpios, Joe's a Scorpio Sag, because, okay, you know, the last time, do you know the last time a Scorpio president was in office? I talked about this on the show. I actually read about it. I read it a few months ago. That's why if you're a listener, you get a lot of extra. When Joe... The last Scorpio that was in office was in the 1920s. I forget his name. 1920s, 1922, he died actually while in office. He died early. He was very likable. People liked him until he died. And then all kind of scandals and shit broke out on him. Okay? Here's the thing about Scorpio, and this is very true. This is about, you know, when you get a Scorpio, and I believe in looking at astrology and stuff like that, when you get a Scorpio anywhere in your life, as a relationship, or anything, always pay attention because Scorpios are transformation. Remember, we're, 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 if, you, if you're in terror or anything, we are, the, we are the phoenix. We are the symbol of death. So meaning that we are the transformative figures. We die to resurrect. Okay, so whatever we come into, it's almost like you're going to meet, like, I mean, like when people get into, people always say, oh, I hate getting in relationships with Scorpios, because Scorpios bring out the either the good or the bad, okay? So you have to, and if whatever's there, they'll try, they'll bring, like Kris Jenner, I actually believe Kris Jenner, I always said that when she found out, whatever, whenever she found out, that Bruce was cross-dressing at some point, and it broke, probably broke her down, probably unconsciously to her to her system, she started to break him the fuck down on television. Remember, everybody used to talk about how she used to just, you know, uh, just kind of just, just dog Bruce on TV, like just make him feel like less than a man on TV, because in her scorpion dark nature, because she's a dark Scorpio, there's good, you know, there's dark Scorpios, light Scorpios, she's... In her dark nature, she was like, I'm going to make you be who the fuck you are. You are not Bruce. You Caitlyn. And I'm ready to see Caitlyn. <laughs> right? And she kept fucking with him. 
struggling to Bruce started changing before our eyes on television. Remember everybody like, damn, she emasculating at me because unbeknownst she was feeling it in her Scorpio sixth sense. Well, see, that's what y'all got to be thinking when y'all got a president that's a Scorpio. Whatever, you know, Gemini's are a mirror. All uh, Donald Trump was is what the hell y'all was. But Scorpios come to do some sort of transformation. Now, the question you got to ask yourself when you see a Scorpio president is, is it for good or is it bad? Like, Donald Trump just showed y'all y'all ass. Because that's who Donald Trump was. John, Donald is a Gemini. He just so, He's reflecting. He's a du- duality. He's reflecting back to you, you. But that Scorpio, he came to turn some shit up. Now the question is, is it good or bad? So far, it looks bad as hell. <laughs> so and he's going to make whatever come up, come up. He's here to dig up the de- we might, I don't know if we're going to survive Joe Biden. I'm praying, but I don't know. <laughs> okay, so we're going to talk about Joe up in these streets. We're going to talk about how Prince Andrew is getting thrown under the bus. I told you they were going to throw Andrew under the bus. Why? Because we don't give a shit about Andrew. What's Andrew, like seventh or eighth in line for the throne? they like, fuck Andrew. We got a whole bunch of people that can take this throne. Okay? Later for you, man. If you got to go down with the Epstein ship plane or whatever the hell, so be it. <laughs> okay? So we're going to talk about that and a whole lot more, plus grocery store shortages. Damn. You know, I have to tell you all about this. I have a girlfriend, one of my best girlfriends, her and her husband, missionaries, and, um, uh, in, in, and they have a church in Nebraska, and they, 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 mission, they missionary all over the world. Beautiful people, beautiful, okay? And... She told me about a dream. Like, she probably would not care about me telling y'all. I'm sure she would. But she uh, she told me before Joe, this was before Joe Biden came, became president. It freaked me out. One day I was I was tripping out because I was like, oh, my God, her dream is true. But she, she told me, I'm going to tell y'all how she told me Joe Biden was going to be president. And it has something to do with empty grocery shelves. We'll talk about that and a whole lot more when we get back on the CC show. Meanwhile, let's start it off with, I love this one, uh, Love You All My Lifetime. Is that Shaka Khan? I think that is, all right? So it's the CC show. I'll be back in a moment, y'all.
It's the CC Show. I am back, and we are talking late night hot topics. I'm here tonight late, y'all. Oh, it is what it is, okay? So into it. Oh, my God. I don't even know where to start. Do I start with the CDC? I think I do. I think I start with the CDC saying swappy, swap your cough mask for N95 mask. Yes, they said that this week. For those of you who don't know. But you know what? People, I have told you before, I told you a long time ago that cough masks did not work. I told you that the masks, most of the masks were not working. As a matter of fact, they did little segments on some of the shows to show you these masks weren't working. I don't know why they had y'all wearing masks. I have no <laughs> I mean, we all had to wear them for a minute because they were making it mandatory. But the truth of the matter is, if you had read about the Spanish flu, during the Spanish flu, they didn't work either. They found out that years afterwards. Now, why Dr. Fauci and them decided to take an idea that they got from 1920, 21, 22, and decided to use it again, knowing full damn well it didn't work because why? Why didn't it work in 19, the 1920s? Because of the same reasons it's not working today. Because they were the wrong kinds of masks. You needed a more surgical mask, in, in, they would say, in the 1920s. But today they say N95, okay? Now, this isn't something that's just been discovered. This is something these motherfuckers have been knowing when they put the mask mandates in place in the first damn place. <laughs> and they had y'all out here arguing and fighting with people. You wear your mask. They had people, people got killed telling people to put on masks. People got killed. It happened in the 1920s, too. There's people getting crazy and sacking the food, too. Times haven't changed much, huh, as far as our mindset as humans, okay, our evolution as humans. But this is from Business Insider. It says, uh, ditch your cough mask and get a, uh, a N95 for best protection against Omicron. It's not just Omicron, COVID, all of them, Okay. It says the CDC is urging Americans to up their mask game in the face of a Morricon variant. The agency says the best mask for you is the one that fits you well, covering both nose and mouth, and that you will wear consistently. This is the first time the CDC says it may be best for everyone, even non-medical workers, to use approved N95. The Centers for Disease Control, we already read that report. The public health agency still asserts that any mask is better than no mask, okay, because they can't, they can't tell y'all the truth. They can't tell y'all that, that if somebody sneezes in the room, it's still, there's still those little pellets. They, they've already done little, I've seen researchers in other countries early on. They can't stop little pellets and stuff from getting in little, from different, in different masks, okay. They they just telling y'all this because they don't want to they don't want to say we fucked up or, or we lied because we just wanted y'all to wear something but we see that shit ain't mattering at all. <laughs> Remember when they start telling you to double mask? <laughs> I wish the CDC and Dr. Fauci and all them would just get out here and say we don't know shit really. We just trying to take it day by day like y'all. I mean you know so if we come on here and say shit twice or say the wrong thing and stuff, forgive us. I would respect that. I'd be like, that's okay, I respect you. You don't know shit. But for them to be coming on here, especially Dr. Fauci's ass, acting like they know shit, 
And Dr. Fauci knew this early on because remember his emails? Yeah, okay. So it says, while masks and respirators provide some level of protection, mm-hmm, there are articles you can look up right now that masks work in the Spanish flu. Look up articles right now if they haven't scrubbed the Internet from with the articles and see if masks work during Spanish flu. Anyway. Because they had the wrong ones, most of the majority of people. High-quality, well-fitted medical masks stop the spread of the virus near perfectly, making them an important tool in preventing infections, death, and also the rise of new variants. N95s, when manufactured, somebody from the who creates N95s is about to get super rich. Uh, manufactured and more correctly, filter at least 95% of particles in the air. The Environmental Protection Agency rates their fitted uh, filtration efficiency 98.4%. The new guidance uh, masks a major shift in mask advice for the general public. Since the early days of the pandemic, the CDC had encouraged people, lay people who were not on the front lines of the pandemic response to abstain from using N95 respirators, asking that those highly effective masks be saved for medical personnel. So you see why the shit was spreading already. Can I just say stop right here and say we see why the shit was spreading? Because these motherfuckers was trying to maintain, they didn't have enough masks, okay? And they was trying to, because you know, it ain't going to go that far. It ain't going to spread that much. So let's just keep it for the medical workers, right? We, just, we don't want everybody rushing out here to get N95 masks. And the medical workers not having none. Because they weren't prepared in some of these places, in these hospitals and states and shit. Okay, so... When they found, so they just said, let's just put the air, tell everybody to wear a mask. Let's just put a mandate. We know the shit don't work, but, you know. And that's why a lot of it, in my personal opinion, this is my personal opinion, was probably spreading because motherfuckers was thinking they was protected and had the wrong fucking mask on. You had the wrong mask, and you're probably going to have respiratory problems and shit when you get up. <laughs> that's a whole other story. <laughs> but anyway, you had the wrong mask, Okay. So, the whole time, you thinking you safe, and you keep wondering, all y'all keep wondering why y'all booted, y'all vaccinated, booted, boosted, everybody done got vaccines, about 60% of the United States have gotten vaccines, everybody's gotten their vaccines, and you're like, damn, why am I still getting COVID? <laughs> because the mask got still spreading shit, the mask ain't working. I mean, at this point, they need to just say, damn, we we messed up. We didn't want y'all to take out a mask. That's all you got to say. Just say, we lied. But they can't say it. <sighs> Respirators are made to protect you by filtering the air and fitting closely to the face. Filter out products, including the virus that causes COVID-19. The CDC's new guidance explains providing a hierarchical framework for thinking about how much protection your mask provides. Listen, let me just say this. They knew this. This is not new information. They knew this early 2020. They knew this shit, and they 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 just they just messed up a lot. So here is the thing: at this point in the game, I don't know. First of all, I don't know why herd immunity ain't happening yet, because there's a whole lot of mofo's out here getting Amore chronic COVID right now. So I have no clue why where herd immunity is happening, which is strange to me. So I, this is what I feel like is happening. We have some people out here milking this virus because we can't hardly get numbers right 
and shit, we, the people, the CDC, oh, I don't know what to know. They be they confused on number, oh, how they taking them. It's just confusion, mass confusion. If you heard some of them, those, uh, the, uh, when they talk to Congress, I mean, it's just they sound confused. Fauci arguing with Rand Paul, Rand Paul and his ass. I mean, it's just a lot. They just all sound something. And it's because they are. So, and I also believe the confusion is purposely done because I think they want America. I think there is, um, I think that we are going through, while we're going through a very real pandemic, I also believe it is a time for, for many people. We, I, I always say there are evil people throughout all forms of government, okay? And I do believe there are people out here looking for uh, ways to social engineer to change the dynamic, uh, the dynamics of how the public sees each, how people see each other, how people relate to each other. I feel like while we're going through this pandemic, we're going through some sort of funky ass test too, right? On our on our morals, our values, how we see things, and stuff like that. I definitely believe that's happening. Okay, and so it's important for us as humans to see through the bullshit, you know, and love each other. In spite of all the deception and shit you got going on out here, and it's a lot of deception out here, right? So you know, now get you an N95 mask if you can find them. Okay, Biden this week. Oh, Biden, Joe Biden. Hmm. A mess. The Supreme Court hands Biden COVID vax mandate defeat, sparking fury from liberals, and this is according to uh, uh, foxnews.com. It says that uh, liberals across the Twitter sphere reacted with anger, attacks on Republicans, and calls for Democrats to pack the Supreme Court following the nation's highest court's decision to block President Biden's vaccine mandate on business with over 100 employees. The Supreme Court conservative majority has chosen to prolong and deepen the misery uh, of the pandemic, the Social Justice Association Alliance for Justice tweeted in response to the 6-3 to three ruling on Thursday that blocked uh, Biden's mandates. The people need their court back, okay? Uh, Republicans want to prolong the pandemic, have more people get sick and die, so they can't blame Biden and win the, an election. Former DNC uh, comms director and Obama surrogate Brad Wordhouse tweeted, and the Supreme Court just helped them. Disgraceful. I mean, this. who is making this? I really, I, I'm an independent, like I've always told y'all, with a slight conservative bit. But who is making this political? And I've always seen who's made this political, both sides, but Democrats especially. You, you, I don't think, I think what people don't understand is when you mandate shit, you can start mandating any fucking thing. They can start when you, you don't understand the long road society will go down. There are people who have been out here for years. When you mother when you a lot of you mofos couldn't see straight, okay? Who've been out here for years talking about vaccine mandates was coming and who have been trying to fight them before they even showed up because mandates mean it's not just about vaccines. It starts to be it, then when we do vaccines we can start pushing procedures and we can push this and we can push that. And we, when does it stop? And then you no longer have control of your body. Well, you motherfuckers are telling women they got control of their body and they can kill their babies. Why can't people have control of their body when it comes to mandates? It makes no damn sense out in these streets.
It really doesn't. If you have the right to your body in an abortion situation, you got the right to your body in vaccines, okay? And listen, the government can, there is, but Joe Biden has come out all this week just lying. All week he's been blaming the unvaccinated. When it is not the unvaccinated that is 60 over, over, not 60%, over 60% of the United States population has been vaccinated. So remember, last year, up until November in 2000, year before last, up until, was it 2020, 2020 up until November, we didn't have a vaccine. And the numbers weren't this big. Now you got a motherfucking vaccine with 60% of the, I just want people, the liberals, to think about what they're saying. You got a vaccine with 60% of the people vaccinated, and this shit is still spreading. What does that tell you? It ain't the unvaccinated that's doing shit. Y'all spreading shit too. Vaccinating, we, if you vaccinated, and I remember I told y'all I don't tell my business, if you vaccinated, you, you can guess about me by now. Y'all should be able to guess shit. But vaccinated, if you vaccinated, if you went and got the vaccine, which a lot of people did, and there's nothing wrong with getting the vaccine. I'm not against vaccines. I'm against waiting for them and seeing the time and seeing how they react. And once you see how they react, it, waiting about a year, and then once you see you see the reaction of people and stuff like that, and you say, okay, you know, hey, maybe, and you study it a little bit, you can go get one. I think if you feel, uh, if there's a certain amount of unsafety you feel and stuff, go ahead. It's not, you know, I, I'm not a preacher. I don't preach against them. I just say watch your ass because you still don't know what this shit because it is really – it's really gene therapy, but that's a different. It's not really that. I, mean, I ain't going to get into that. But listen, it, 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 but, so it, in some senses, we in a big-ass experiment, to be honest, okay? If you've been vaccinated, we, we've been in a big, you know, big-ass experiment. But, however, it's 60% of the So this is no longer a vaccinated, unvaccinated problem. That means the vaccinated are spreading the disease as well as the unvaccinated. You can go to a party and be around 10 vaccinated people, ain't nothing but vaccinated people in the upper near, and still spread it. Now, you won't get it sick, as they say, but some people are having breakthrough cases. There have been a lot of breakthrough cases where people have been getting really, really sick, and in some cases, death. Okay, so you won't, you, but you can, you can still spread it. So this is not a problem where you they they just get vaccinated. Liberals sound crazy because it's not a problem of vaccination. Sixty percent of people are vaccinated. Why that ain't fucking with with the with the natural uh, herd immunity? I don't know. Nobody seems to talk about herd immunity anymore. It seems to disappear. Why? Because they're on agenda now. It's no longer about vaccinated and unvaccinated. It's about getting agendas pushed push through. And we got to be smart as a society to see. When we are we are in agendas and non-agendas, and the fact that 60% of the public is vaccinated and it's still spreading like wildfire, and it wasn't spreading this much when people are vaccinated, y'all making me think we on some I am legend shit. Y'all like wait a minute, Carlotta, you talking? About, we not turning into zombies, no. But remember, in I am legend. What happened? What was happening? The vaccinary, the vac- I think it was the vaccinary, vaccinated carried the host. They carried, they were spreading it. 
So I, it might be a toned down version of of of, of I am legend, but I'm just saying it. Being vaccinated does not keep you from spreading the virus. As a matter of fact, it's the virus has always been a strange one. Like I said last weekend, if you're asymptomatic, you ain't feeling nothing. You feeling good. You walking around. You minding your business. You ain't had a cough nor a cold nor a sneeze nowhere. You can still have COVID and never get a symptom and be spreading it. So it never made sense to start this vaccinated, unvaccinated war because it's a very strange virus in the first place. And I I respect people who don't want to get vaccinated. I respect people who do get vaccinated. I just say if people be careful of whatever decision you make, okay? So it's some bullshit they out here pushing in the press, okay? Um, also... Uh, Joe, Joe Biden just had such a bad week, but it's uh, we're going to talk about grocery store. Okay, i got to tell you all this story. Okay, so before the election a few years ago, a couple of years ago, my, one of my best girlfriends, we were talking on the phone, and I was like, you know, I really, we were talking, I was telling her why I thought Donald Trump was going to win. At the time, it was looking like Donald Trump was going to win. This was, this was like early, probably early right in the beginning stages of the pandemic, maybe about Five to six months into 2020, maybe four. Maybe we're in the middle when they start making us have the two-week, you know, thing. Maybe, no, it might have been a little bit more. Maybe we were in June or July, okay? So my girlfriend says to me, I can't even remember. I know it was very early on in the election process. And she says to me, you know what? She said, he's not going to, I don't think Donald Trump is going to win. And now when she says stuff, I have to always listen because me and her, we both have these we both we both have these little intuitive kind of you know uh, prophetic things in different type of ways, you know. And so I said, "What do you mean?" And she was like, "She said I had a dream." And I said, "What did you dream about?" She said, "I had a dream. I walked into this grocery store, and she said, and the shelves were empty." And I said, "What happened?" And she told me in her dream, she said the the, uh, the clerk looked at her and said. Joe Biden won, and she told me this before the election was even decided, and she told me about the empty shelves on grocery store, in grocery stores, and I was tripped out. I was like, what? Because we were having just empty toilet paper at the time. You know, it was in the middle of the pandemic, and people was, you know, people was going, but stores wasn't having a problem getting things to it, you know, like now it's a problem with the trucking and the chips and all this stuff and everything going on, but she foresaw a bigger problem, and she foresaw it under Biden, and that's when I heard, when I she had told me, and I didn't even want to believe it then, I was like, oh, hopefully your dream won't come fast, she said, oh, yeah, I hope not, but, and I said, well, you saw a grocery store, she said, they were empty, I said, I said, she said, but this was after he had won. This has nothing to do with, uh, the, she told me, she said, it, had nothing to do, it has nothing to do with COVID. And I remember thinking, oh, hell. And just, I remember the other day when hearing about the, uh, you know, the grocery stores, the shelves and stuff being empty, I caught her up. I said, oh, my God, I remember your dream. And she said, she said, oh, yeah, I forgot I told you that. I said, yeah. She was like, yeah, it's pretty much coming past, huh? I was like, scary. Right, so let's, let's, I'd say this to get into this article from WBEZ Chicago. Um, let me see here. Let's get it. Get it up. What happened to it? Okay, 
It is. Uh, it says grocery store shortages are back. Here are some of the reasons why. Uh, no, you're not imagining this. Some grocery store shelves are bare again, conjuring bad memories of spring 2020 for many. Social media is rife with images of empty supermarket aisles and signs explaining the lack of available food and other items. Stores such as Audi have, apo- uh, uh, have apologized to customers for strategies. The reason for the dwindling stocks are numerous, according to the food industry analysts, and include some issues that impacted retailers at the beginning of the pandemic, as well as challenges that have cropped up more recent challenges that have cropped up more recently. We're really seeing the perfect storm. Phil Limpert, editor of website SupermarketGuru.com, told NPR. Limper said that the Northeast is facing some of the worst shortages now due in part to recent winter storms that snarl transportation routes, but that could change with the weather. But Nate Rose, the communications director for California Grocers Association, said any comparisons to March 2020 is not quite right. There are some issues with our out-of-stock, with out-of-stocks, but it tends to be a situation where if you go to a store on Tuesday night, Maybe something's out of stock, but by Wednesday, sometimes it's back in the store, Rose told NPR. Everyone is becoming really reliant on kind of that just-in-time supply chain, he added. I think that what we're seeing is things are just behind a little bit right now. Some conservatives have begun using the hashtag BearShellsBiden to blame the current administration for shortages, even though grocery stores experienced serious supplies under President Donald Trump. But remember, it wasn't a a chain supply. It wasn't when Donald Trump, it was because people were rushing out to the grocery stores because people had to stay in for two weeks. Remember, they put mandates to asking people to stay in the house for two weeks. Remember all the, listen, this this is why I hate when, when liberals try to put some bullshit up. What happened under Donald Trump is, all the all the stores, everything was closed but essential. Remember, all the retail stores were closed. Every you couldn't go to the movies for a little while. Everything was closed down for about almost a month. They started off there asking for two weeks, and they asked for four weeks, and they asked for six weeks, and they kept going on and on and on. Because uh, th- that is why, because people were rushing out to the grocery stores, stocking up. It wasn't because there was a supply chain problem. It wasn't because it was a mandate on workers that caused a lot of workers to be fired or because it was uh, uh, people, people, worker shortages and stuff like that. This is different. And when my girlfriend had that dream, I remember she told me it would be different. So that's why, and I, and I, and this not doesn't mean that all shelves will be bare. When I, when I said she had that dream, the dream was significant of something that would happen under Biden to let us know that Biden was going to win. That's why I, how I interpreted her dream, in my opinion. So it doesn't mean that everybody's going to be just bare, bare, bare. But it means that something specific would happen under him. So I, but specifically, we're seeing supply chain problems, and that's a Biden problem. That's not the same as Donald Trump. Donald Trump. People were running out of stuff because they couldn't keep it in the stores. They was getting supplies, too. I remember going to, uh, 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 I remember trying to go, I mean, get some toilet paper, okay? And I remember going to, uh, uh, into a Walgreens, it was a Walgreens, and people were there waiting for the supply truck to come. Okay, it wasn't a problem with the supply truck and chip shortages and shit and inflation, no, like like he's having no it was a problem because 
it was uh, because people were stocking up because people had to stay in the house. So that's some bullshit, okay? And they talking about uh, 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 grocery store workers are catching the virus in higher numbers in Colony and Six C. And that's another thing. A more crime is wor- is sort of like a code. Here's my personal opinion. People were going to work with codes before. You're going to have to probably go and have to learn how to live with a more crime and all that shit and go to work and all. I hate to say it. It's, we're gonna, this is the new common code. I, this is my – can I just say this? Let me just say this. And this is my conspiracy theory. Carlotta 101, don't nobody else got to believe it out in these streets. This is just my conspiracy theory that's in my head, okay? My personal opinion is that we were headed towards uh, really – the common code was getting to be something that people didn't pay, even flu. Think about it. people were getting so that they would make concoctions at home, you know, I got the code, I got a code, I'll take a little night well or something, they go to work. People wasn't really, you know, people was kind of, I'll go get some, if it get too bad, I'll go get me an X-pack at the doctor and shit like that. You know what I'm saying, some antibiotics and stuff. But people were not, the, the, code, the code did not produce the numbers and the amount of money and shit any more than it used to. Like in the 1950s, cold medicines and shit like that, the pharmaceutical needed, can I just say the pharmaceutical industry needed COVID? Carlotta, what are you saying? I'm not saying nothing. Am I saying that somebody could have released that shit from a lab? Yeah. Am I saying I think it's bioterrorism? That's my personal opinion. But because we got a people... And now, here's a, this is it's a whole new, now cold medicines are flying off the shelves. You can't hardly find cold medicines in stores now when you go in there. They've been fucking flying off the shelves. Why? Because people are trying to treat a new common code. Remember when the people would try to give you the flu vaccine? People were going to, people were people, people weren't getting flu vaccines that much except for older people. He's like, ah, no, I ain't going to, I ain't need no flu. I don't need no <laughs> I don't need no vaccine. They couldn't get people. The pharmaceuticals trying to. They couldn't get people. I remember one of my doctors saying to me, "You can't. You not gonna get the flu shot." Yeah, I mean, you know. And I was like, "No, I done had the flu like a number of times. I don't need. I don't need it." <laughs> like people were not scared of the flu anymore, so they needed to bring in a virus that you were afraid of. Now this is just my conspiracy theories. I'm not saying this is what happened. I just suspect in my, my little conspiracy theory mind, that they needed, they got the perfect cold now. And it scared the fuck out of y'all because it didn't kill a lot of, it didn't kill so, uh, so, so many people around the world. So it is now the new code. The pharmaceutical industry is back in a big-ass way with everyday products. I'm not talking about stuff like cancer and stuff like that. No, I'm talking about everyday shit, everyday cold medicines, everyday uh, the new, not not to mention the new crop of things that are going to come out for COVID. I mean, you got Pfizer making a pill. You got all kind of shit happening. Oh, it's back. <laughs> hey, but don't mind me. I'm just saying my thoughts out in the streets, okay? But Biden, 
this gross, the whole grocery store thing, I'm not so, Biden has just had a bad week. Biden is, you know, I really don't believe Biden really won fair and square. I, I know people don't like it. I believe you could cheat in America politics. I do, I do. I believe it's a number of presidents have gotten there in their falsies. Because they say able to fuck with the numbers and stuff like that. The thing is, <laughs> when you ain't supposed to be president, yeah, you be, him and Kamala looking so bad. I mean, they looking like like Kamala this week. I mean, she couldn't answer basic-ass questions. I mean, she was looking like she, I was like, are you sure you should be a, a vice president? I mean, this helper couldn't answer basic-ass questions about, you know, about COVID tests and stuff. I mean, she was sounding like a moron. So I'm just saying, we it's kind of scary what's going on up there. I mean, you got maybe somebody slightly slow for VP and somebody with slight dementia maybe for a president. <laughs> I don't know what the shit's going on. I'm just trying to wonder, should we be worried now? I'm hoping the best for them because we all here with them. <laughs> I mean, they they little making me a little nervous. So... It's, it's it's just scary what we're seeing right now under the Biden presidency. It's just crazy, okay? All right, so facing damaging sex abuse uh, suit, Queen distance royals from Prince Andrew. Let me say something, Elizabeth. I like Elizabeth. Y'all know I talk talk about Elizabeth's ass, her 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 uh, colonizing ass. I like her though. I got respect. You know, you can respect you can respect her. I know she was a colonizer, but I got respect for her gangster. Okay, just like I got respect for Dick Cheney's gangster. Let me just say this, Elizabeth: How the hell you gonna distance yourself from your son? Okay, but she gonna do it. Okay, the 95-year-old monarch moved to demote her second son a day after a judge in the United States allowed a civil suit accusing Andro of sexual abuse to proceed. Queen Elizabeth II's decision to strip Prince Andrew of his military titles and patronage was a brutal and humiliating exercise in damage limitation, a royal expert said. The move to cast out Andrew, the 95-year-old queen's second son, came a day after a judge in the United States allowed a civil lawsuit accusing him of sexual abuse to proceed. The Duke of York will fight the case as a private citizen. Buckingham Palace said in an abrupt statement announcing the demotion. Uh, the bombshell uh, dominated British front pages Friday, even topping new revelations of an alleged lockdown Floating, par, uh, floating party at Prime Minister Boris Johnson's home. Uh-oh, 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 they missing with Boris Johnson? Oh, shit. With royal watchers viewing the Queen's decision as an attempt to reduce the saga's ability to embarrass the palace further. Okay? It comes after the tough two years for the monarch who lost her husband, Prince Philip, and saw Prince Harry leave the family for a new life in the United States with Meghan, the Duchess of Sussex amid accusations of racism that the family has vehemently denied. Andrew will no longer be able to use his royal highness in any capacity, a royal source told NBC News. Okay. And he will he will give, give up dozens of military titles and will no longer be a patron of more than 100 organizations and clubs. Though many had already cut ties with him, he retains his rank as Vice Admiral and remains ninth in line to the British throne. <laughs> See, he's way down there. You know, they can... 
They got a whole lot. He had to kill off a whole lot of motherfuckers before he could be nice. Not to say that he couldn't, but they, they he had to do a whole lot to get, you know, he nice. He way down the line. You know, it's, it's hard to get to his ass. He, you will never be, you will never be, unless something spectacular happens, your ass will never be in line for the throne. And I wouldn't be surprised if she strips that. And why? Because she don't want fucking Philip to go to the throne. She, Elizabeth understands what the fuck's going on. Elizabeth, I think Elizabeth's 95. She tired. She done lost her man who was a trip his damn self. You know, they thought some y'all, I'm, I ain't going to say nothing about what the world, like the conspiracy theories surrounding Philip was. Okay? You know, y'all can look that shit up yourself. However, she done seen a lot of shit. She done seen a Elizabeth just seen it all. She Elizabeth don't give a shit. Elizabeth like, you know what? I'm tired. Do y'all do what the hell y'all want to do? <laughs> I'm 95. I just lost my uh, my man. I you know it is what it is. What you whatever. If y'all gonna fuck up this monarchy, you ain't gonna. One thing you ain't gonna do is fuck it up under my watch. I'm 95. I plan on sitting on this motherfucking throne until I fall the fuck over. That's what it seems like. <laughs> And you ain't going to fuck it up under my watch. But whatever you mofos do after I fall out is on you. <laughs> That's how I picture Elizabeth right now. I picture Elizabeth just trying to maintain shit. Just trying to maintain for the next however long she lives. Now, Elizabeth is a tough old bra. Elizabeth could be living up to about 10, 20 years unless she's too tired without feel. But she could, that, that, I wouldn't be surprised if Elizabeth stay up in here till 105, okay? I, I wouldn't be surprised. Shit, I don't know. Elizabeth's ass was just driving a couple of months ago, okay? And driving good, okay? So, I, you know, I don't know. But, you know, the death of a spouse, especially even, you know, no matter how much trouble they had throughout their marriage and shit, it's still hard on somebody, you know? So it's going to be interesting to see how this goes along. My personal opinion is I don't know if Charles will ever be king, but I will say this for Philip: You better be glad your mama's lived this long because them other ones will throw your ass under the bus. So Philip, like I said, they don't really give a shit about him. And you think, can I just say this? Do y'all think that he has been the only royal probably up on the Epstein plane? I'm not saying he is. He could be. I'm just saying. You think it ain't somebody else in these in the family? Some other people that could be on that plane? I'm just asking. I'm just asking questions out in the street. I mean, do you, you think it ain't, they ain't had scandals like this before? That's why I told y'all, look at, look at the backdrop of some other people's stories. This is old hat for them. Nothing. Hey, it'd be all right, Philip. You don't be going to jail or nothing like that. If you do, it'd probably be you. It'd probably be a castle, <laughs> a jail castle. You know, that's why he's not really too much worried because he's always going to be royalty. One thing I've learned from what is it? What's the show? I've always knew that because I always used to watch a lot of documentaries. So I was always fascinated by them, the royals. And not fascinated in the way y'all think. Just fascinated how some motherfuckers could put a crown on their head, come over and convince people they was royalty. Just fascinated by that kind of thing. 
okay? So, you know, the one thing that's always fascinated me about this family is that, they, I mean, I mean, the royals, period, is that even when you're not supposed to be a royal, you're a royal. Like, even when the king, I always talk about this, it was a beautiful, and was it that movie, the special that comes on, the series that comes on, The Crown, The Crown or whatever, I love it's a part in there when, you know, when Elizabeth's uncle had given up his throne and he was dying, he'd given up his throne years ago to marry um, to marry the American divorcee or whatever, I forget the girl's name. And Elizabeth had to come and still pay some respect. She was mad as fuck at her uncle because she's like, ah, you're the reason I can't have no life in her head is because you gave up, you failed to do your duty. Now I got to come see you. You know why she had to come see him? Because he was still the throne. Still the king. Yes, he advocated his throne, but he was still fucking king. He was still bloodline. And she walked in that door, and I remember she looked down, and he had that scepter in that in the middle of the thing that says, "Yeah, I was king." He still was king. He even though he wasn't king, he was still king. Philip is gonna always be royalty. You can put him in jail. You can put him on Epstein plane. You can, he's he's from fucking rulers. Elizabeth is a world ruler. You ain't fucking with Elizabeth. what I said. She's a world ruler. And her kids are rulers too. They ain't fucking with them. It can look like they're going to jail, but they ain't. Okay, so can we, we can we stop this delusion about Andrew? Thinking Andrew gonna get in some trouble? <laughs> he don't look like he getting in some trouble for y'all. But no matter what you strip from him, no matter what you take from him, yes it's embarrassing. Yes it's this and that. But he still knows he's bloodline. His children are bloodline. Okay? And it's the same thing that was for that king to advocate in Cape Stone when Elizabeth had to come and bring her ass there to talk to her uncle before he died. Why? Because power respects that power. She respected the throne. Even though he gave up his shit, she still had to respect it. I still got to respect it. I still, still got to respect the throne. Notice that power respects power. Ain't shit y'all don't do about Philip, okay? Here's what it is. Now, let's talk about, are we ready to talk about Janet yet? Should we talk about Janet and this allure? Is it the allure? So come on, let me see what it is. The allure, she's on the cover of, strange cover, may I add. It is. It's a very strange cover. Like she, she's wearing a lot of strange, interesting clothing. <laughs> Janet, Janet, I don't know. <laughs> but it's, but it says uh, Janet Jackson says her musical career began when she accidentally left the tape in the family studio, but she actually wanted a job doing this. See, we already know Janet. You really wanted to be a lawyer and all that. I hope that's not what we're going to get in the documentary. Oh God. But anyway, she does this. Uh, uh, she does this thing this week with Allure, and she's, you know, she's full, you know. And I, you know, I show my mom. I gotta have my mama on here to talk with y'all about some Illuminati. So my mama, I, I don't know if I should let y'all hear my mama because my mama is wild with it. <laughs> y'all might be like, Carlotta, Lord have mercy, what in the world is going on here? But my mother, you know, my mother loves Janet Jackson like me, right? 
And so my mother, I, I sent my mother one of the Janet Jackson pics, and she's doing one of them little hand symbolism. Look like she's doing, like, can't nobody see Janet. We see you throwing up signs and symbols. So she's throwing up, she got on this, like, priest-like outfit. really weird. And she's throwing up these symbols. So I had to, throw it to, I had to send it to my mama because my mama is on one. My mama been on some Illuminati stuff for the last uh, two years, not three years. I don't know what's going on. So she's watching too many YouTube videos. So my mother... I sent my mother a picture. She's like, oh, my God. Like, she done became, like, a high priestess and shit in it. She's like a high priestess. <laughs> I love him. But it did look like that. I was like, where did she got on? I mean, she's all decked out in black, and she got on. People who know, you know, if you know, you know. If you're in, you're in, okay? But it's some scary shit, okay? Uh, but it's in this article, she, you know, she's talking about um, uh, uh, when she started, when she was uh, started on different strokes. She's also talking about um, her studio, the studio at her parents' house, and how they discovered she could do music. And she's talking about how they always wrote, and they still kind of had the studio in the Encino house in California. It's a really interesting article. Uh, to read about Janet Jackson before, uh, if you want to read, read before the documentary. Uh, did y'all not hear what I was saying about Janet and her priest outfit? <laughs> oh, she, yeah, oh, yeah, she had the, she had the symbolism or something like that. Somebody, I didn't know if y'all was hearing it, but anyway, she said, um, but she, but she said I was never a girly girl. I always was a tomboy, so it always was about uh, pants, suits. Even as a teenager, I remember when my brothers got a star on the Walk of Fame and the other awards they got, and I looked back on those pictures, and I always had on a suit with a bow tie or suspenders, always loving black and never wanting to expose any part of my body. So she be, she talks about body, her her obsession, you know, with her body, and she talks about how she loves the young ladies today. And I agree with that, that they're more body, you know, they're more accepting of their bodies, even though there's still pressures. In various ways, I've talked about Lizzo on here. I, Lizzo on here. She even talks about Lizzo and how she admires Lizzo. But I've talked about Lizzo. I admire. I admire Lizzo's uh, uh, loving her body. But what I say is, that Lizzo has become a caricature. There's a difference in in uh, embracing your body image and just, you know, just kind of doing too much. And sometimes, to me, Lizzo does too much, and it kind of makes her a caricature instead of being really accepting of her body image. And she's not the first, to me, plus-size person who's accepting. I mean, when I, when I think about somebody who's really accepting of body image, I think of somebody like Jill Scott who was gorgeous and beautiful, sexy, I mean, and just always, I mean, just looks immaculate. You know, and men love Jill, Okay. I mean, you you go into a, you listen to a, a group of men talk about Jill Scott. I mean, and they don't. It's not they don't even notice. Here's the thing: I've listened to dudes talk about Jill Scott, and it's always wild because they don't even notice her size. It's always like she's so sexy. She got her personality. It's always about how she talks and moves and stuff like that. So I, you know, I do. I th- I look at Jill Scott as more of a body conscious person. I think Lizzo started to be a caricature with how she was handling this whole idea of body consciousness. 
suddenly she felt like she got to show her naked ass everywhere. And it's like, that ain't what you got to do. You know what I'm saying? You can still have body consciousness and not show up everywhere and be naked. But I digress. Uh, but Janet Jackson talks about this in this article, which gives me a, 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 a picture that this is how the documentary is going to be. Oh, yawn. <laughs> but um, she said, whether I want to be part uh she says, um, she gets into a conversation about systematic racism and gender bias and how her name often is brought into those debates. And she said, whether I want to be a part of that conversation or not, I am a part of the conversation. Jackson continues with a certain amount of resignation. I think it's important, not just for me, but for women. So I think it's important that the conversation has been had. You know what I mean. And things have changed, obviously, since then for the better, okay? So, uh it's going to be interesting to hear this documentary, and if anything you go to allure for is to look at the strange outfits and the hand symbolism she's throwing out. I guess it's through the Illuminati. Because uh, you know what? Celebrities are really not Illuminati. Let me bust their bubble right now. Let me fuck with them, okay? Celebrities, can I say if there is an Illuminati out here, you're not a part of it. You're probably being used by it, but you're not a part of it. <laughs> yeah, because they're being probably used. They're not Illuminati. I don't believe I believe there are different fractions of groups That think they're going to run the world Different occultics Like I do believe there are Satan occult groups And stuff like that in Hollywood But I also believe there are other occult groups too You know there's all kinds of different groups That have their scenario About how things are going to run And I think there are different celebrity so that's what some of these little hand symbolism because i think some of them have gotten to a mix of you know the golden dawn stuff with alistair crowley mixing it with a little bit of kabbalah sprinkling a little bit of astrology <laughs> and egyptian egyptology and whoa we've got a celebrity illuminati fix <laughs> a little celebrity illuminati stir up okay yeah so i you know I do believe these groups exist and stuff like that, and, and, that, and that's why we see certain hand symbolisms. You just don't know who belongs to who and who's what to and who's what to what. But I believe there is something there. Now, do I believe motherfuckers is giving sacrifices and everything like that? No. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't believe in that, the $20 million club shit and stuff like that. Because, you know, I always say this, you know, because people love to say the rumor about a certain celebrity who they say sacrificed her family. And I was like, well, her ass should be big as fuck right now. <laughs> and she's not So you know I, I, So I don't believe in the uh, Sacrifice And if if they were doing that That's some dumb shit They dummies However you know But I can see how they would believe They should do that You know what I'm saying Because people can get into some deep occult shit Right But uh, you know I just think you got all kind of fractions of, of, of celebrities and what they do I mean and this isn't new I mean if you ever heard the story of Jane Mansfield Which I love the story of Jane uh, Mansfield But if you ever listened to uh, She was involved with I forget the guy uh, not, um, uh, The guy who was head of the Satanist church And stuff like that She has a very interesting story And uh, everything that surrounds her death The mystery is so much Hollywood Occult Energy and all kind of stuff mixed in. I mean, it's a hodgepodge of all kind of stuff. The Jane Mansfield story. So if you guys ever get some time to look up that and read up on that, I mean, you know, it lets you know that there does exist these kind of enclaves in 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 celebrity. And I think over the years it's grown, and some of them mix it with religion and shit like that. Okay, so you know, 
uh, who knows what's going on out in these streets, okay? All right, so when we get back, we're going to talk about Jason Momoa and Lisa Bonet, Kyle Quiz, and all of the girls is out here in these streets trying to get with Jason Momoa. Y'all pulling up in Jason Momoa's DMs. Y'all like, what's up, Jason? If you need confidence, I'm here for you. <laughs> when I saw some of the tweets, I was like, oh, my God, this is, y'all terrible. <laughs> So we're going to talk about that, and we're going to also talk about, uh, let's see, uh, Lori Harvey. She's getting a birthday party. I mean, she got one from Future. And now she's getting, she got one from Michael B. Jordan. Play on, player. Okay? And then we're going to talk about, can a celeb really date one of their fans? You know, because we're going to talk about Kanye and him dating the, the fan, fan girl, and we're going to talk about him kind of, you know, the Kim whole thing this week, you know, what's going on with, you know, he moved across the street from Kim. You know, typical gaslight and Gemini shit. You know, Gemini's can gaslight your ass. If you know Gemini's, Gemini's, they're the most interesting side of the Zodiac to me besides Scorpio's. One of the most interesting. I mean, there's a lot of interesting signs in the Zodiac, but Gemini's fascinate me. Gemini's can be such gaslighters. <laughs> And play mind games. I think this is what Kanye's doing right now <laughs> with the Kardashians. So we're going to talk about that and more when we get back on the CC show. Meanwhile, let's listen to Babyface as soon as I get home. I'll be back in a moment, y'all. <laughs> And with me you don't have to ask 
For the very best in government, politics, celebrity entertainment, music news, tune into the Carolina Chatwood Show right here on Block Talk Radio. All right, fam, what's up? We are back on the CC Show, the Carolina Chatwood Show, and tonight we are talking hot topics, politics, news, celebrity, pop culture. Okay. Lisa Bonet and Jason Momoa split after is it five years of marriage and sixteen years together? Wow. Now, okay, let's notice. Okay, they allegedly have only been married for about four or five years. Now, when we talked about this, I think, and I heard Miguel and what's her name got back together. I don't know, but we talked about this with Miguel and his girlfriend or his ex, his wife, and something about this when you've been on a certain type of lifestyle and then you suddenly get married. <laughs> But we, we we talked about this a little bit before, but let's just go ahead and read the article here. Uh, okay, it says this is from MSN News. It says uh, Los Angeles Associated Press: Jason Momoa and wife Lisa Bonet have ended their 16-year relationship. A joint statement posted on the Aquaman uh, Star Instagram page Wednesday that he and his wife were parting ways. We have felt the squeeze and changes of these transformational times. A revolution is unfolding, uh, and our family is of no exception, the post said, adding that they were announcing the split. So as we go about our lives, we may do so with dignity and honesty. Uh, Momoa, 42, and Bonet, 54, met and started dating in 2005 and officially married in late 2017. They have a son and daughter together. Bonet, who rose uh, to fame playing one of Bill Cosby's daughters on the Cosby Show and his spinoff, A Different World, was previously married to Rosalind Kravitz. Uh, and that's it, you know. Okay, so, you know, and they had a beautiful statement. Can I just say that? I like that people are leaving and they're staying friendly. Lisa Bonet and Jason Momoa, though, can I just say this? And this is when Scorpios heal and shit, and we get over shit and stuff, which I think Lisa Bonet, because I think that her most, my personal opinion that, you know, for her most hurtful relationship was probably a Gemini, and after that, you can't fuck with her. That's just, this is my personal belief of Lisa Bonet, and that she's probably, you know, she's probably releasing uh, Jason Momoa to these streets in peace. You know, releasing him to y'all girls in peace, okay? Because she probably understands. Listen, it's 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 has you know she's a she's older now. She understands the game. She understands what you know where this has to go. You know, and and I just feel like you know when she was young and she was with Lenny Kravitz, that was just you know straight up love, passion, you know, and stuff like that. You just like you know she's pissed, you know. But when in the years of Jason Momoa, I think Jason Momoa is sort of like that relationship that you know you go in with a crapshoot. Like, you know it's a crapshoot. She's like, this is a crapshoot. This is going to be – it's already starting off on some rocky ground because he, you know, I think he was 25 at the time, and he had an – speaking of a fan, he was a fan of hers. He really was like – he said when he was eight years old he wanted to marry her and stuff like that. 
so, you know, talk about manifestation, right? He got manifestation skills, right? So when he, so, so he, he, so he gets with Lisa Bonet and she's probably in her thirties, much more mature. And she spends that time with him and uh, it recreates a, herself anew, like, you know, she's recreated her new, you know, a new life uh, from the old one that she had with Lenny Kravitz, you know, very scorpionish with this Leo, and, you know, and I think that she understood what it was going to be, but and she probably understood, she's probably, one, it's probably one of those things where if I could, I'll take these moments with him. They, you know, they seem like the type that's going to be cool. Like, you ain't going to never get rid of Lisa. Like, for the new girl coming in, I don't think you will ever get rid of her. I think he'll always be cool with her. That's the thing about Scorpios. You know, it's not her. Our energy is hard to get rid of. He'll always be kind of cool with her probably. He'll always be kind of coming around. They got kids together too. So it may be always a good relationship there. Um, like Minnie Kravitz. Like Minnie Kravitz, like Kravitz. He still comes around and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I, I, can, I see. I feel like it's a, they look like it's a peaceful transition. And they okay with the shit. You know, like Devon Franklin and Megan Good. Megan Good looked like she was on a lot of talk shows last week. But she looked like she was so good. Like, I've come to the point, I'm good with the shit. It's a, she's a Scorpio moon, Megan Good. What is she, Scorpio moon? I forget where her her, her her sun sign is. But, yeah, but she, you know, it looks like I'm okay. I've released it. Okay, and so that's what I, I feel like that, that about Lisa Bonet. And really, when I look at Lisa Bonet the last several years, I can see the mothering energy. You know, like she was more becoming, it seemed like she was more a mother to Jason Momoa than a lover anymore, especially as his career got bigger. And, you know, you might have some mothering energy with your husband, but you still want to be, you know, wifey. You still want to be, you know, in a different way. And it's just looking at her face. And this, I'm not, this is no diss, because Lisa Bonet is a very beautiful woman, but she always looked fucking stressed. Like, I'm tired. Like, I'm stressed. Like, she was carrying a lot. And I I would not be surprised if she has a total release and becomes, like, totally looks different when you see her. Maybe, you know, go, I don't know if it's going to be some dots or some good facial facials or whatever. But I bet she, she I, I wouldn't be surprised to see her more out in public and stuff like that. I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe. You know, she's Scorpio, so I don't know. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if I, if you saw a new type of person. I think that whatever she was carrying, and people say they may have been broke up for a while here. And uh, there are rumors people are saying out in these streets of infidelity and stuff like that. You're dealing with a young-ass man. You know what I'm saying? So I think this is, you know, her saying, all right, you know, it's time to let go of him, him understanding with it. And the rumor is that he's been really heartbroken about it. But, you know, I, she, she the rumors are that she decided to, to end, and it, it was quite a while back that she had made this decision. And listen, let me tell you something. I just say this, okay? When the November babies come to the decisions because it's hard to get there. It's hard for a November baby to get to the point where they release because, you know, we don't like change. We don't like it. We don't like it. <laughs> so even if, if you see shit falling all around you, you're like, ah, oh, you try to stay and hold it up. 
But when she probably came to that decision, it was long and thought out of, thought up, thought out, that she is probably done, okay? I, I'd be surprised if they got back together. If they got back together, be for the kids, probably. But I'd be surprised if she got back with him. Ladies, he's, he's, he's back to the street. Now, I will say for you girls out here who's thirsting to be in uh, uh, Aquaman's DMs, now, Lisa has a pattern, okay? Her men are fine as hell. <laughs> oh, they fine. I don't know. You know, I was thinking the other day about Lenny Kravitz, you know, because, you know, the rumors was Lenny Kravitz playing on it, too. And shit, I was like, damn, how did Lenny go? He ain't playing. I don't know. I would have had a hard time. I would have been like, no, nah, I'm going to, uh-uh, no, nah, no. <laughs> when I get to Will and Jada with Lenny Kravitz, can a man be that fine? He make you do the lip. You're like, you're so damn fine. Remember Mary J was on uh, uh, the breakfast club, and she said she said something strange when her and Kenzie broke up. And she said uh, she said she would have been open to different things or something. She was just trying to make it work at one time or something. And everybody was like, no, Mary, you sound desperate. I don't understand that shit with Kenzie. But I could definitely understand a woman sitting there saying that with me crap. I'd be like, damn. I don't know. Because <laughs> he's, he's a beautiful, I mean, his whole energy, his vibe, everything. I would consider being Will and Jada out of these streets, being in a, a, a permanent partnership with Lenny <laughs> But you know what? Jason Momoa, but all jokes aside, you guys have to think, well, y'all be careful what you wish for. I know we all say, dang, Lisa Bonet has had Jason Momoa and Lenny Kravitz in a lifetime. How lucky can she get? But, nah, how much pain this heifer probably done been through because of these, you know, fine-ass motherfuckers, okay? I mean, I'm just thinking about it here, how much shit. Has she been through in a lifetime? Not how fine is Lenny? Oh, look at Lenny. I mean, because it's the pattern. I'm hearing the same pattern. Like, you know, she done got with a passionate-ass, passionate-ass creative. (laughs) And, you know, Scorpios, we open it up. It's like we love and we just, you take it. You take our love and mess us up, we, we, we forever scarred. So I'm wondering how... Instead, I don't look at Lenny Kravitz and Jason Momoa no more as two in a lifetime. I do kind of, but then I look at it and say, damn, how much pain can a chick take in a lifetime? You know? <laughs> I mean, she got, she, they fine. I know we all would be like, damn, you know? What would it be like to have Lenny Kravitz and Jason Momoa that? Shit, it probably might be some shit we don't want. I mean, seriously, think about it, you know? Like, I remember years ago, I had a girlfriend. I always going to tell y'all my story. And I told this girl, my girlfriend, I said to her, it was, she was messing with this dude, Caribbean dude, he was beautiful. I said, I, I said I'm going to tell you something, sis. You know, she was going at first, she was smiling. First and he, he, be- I mean, the man was beautiful. I'm talking about beautiful. And I say beautiful. He's like Lucifer beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, you be like, you you already got on your rosary beads for him. Because you're like, damn, he's so damn fine. 
that's how beautiful this man was. And I said, you know, be careful. She was like, oh, she, you know, first she was like, okay, yeah. But after a week or so, she, her ass was on another level. Her ass was so gone. Because <laughs> you can tell when the sex happened, right? You can, it, she, she was flying away. She, she was, and it was so hard for her to break from that man. He was beautiful. He was beautiful. And she had, he was, had she got him more and more with her, his ass was complicated. He had childhood trauma. Um, my mama did me dirt. I mean, he had so much shit that came along with his fine ass. He was beautiful. I mean, but I'm telling you, you could never, I mean, charming, kind. I mean, at first glance. But in a relationship, that Negro just drugs her down. I mean, just drugs her around. You know, so be careful what you wish for, ladies. <laughs> he was drunk. I mean, he just—I thought he could have fell on her ass. I was like, "What the hell, girl?" I mean, she—it took her literally years, years. And the baby later, kid later, it's just like, I got to let go. And then I don't think she ever fully recovered, you know? I don't think she ever fully recovered. She recovered. I mean, she went on, but she never really fully recovered. And I remember you, when they broke up, you used to mention, you can see, like, you know, like the little, like, you know, like, oof, like, it took her a lot to let go of that Negro. So we look at Lisa Bonet, and we go, Jason Momoa and Lenny Kravitz. Now, think about Jason Momoa and Lenny Kravitz ass, okay? Especially Lenny Kravitz ass. Because Jason Momoa, I see kind of more rugged type, less spiritual. He might be very spiritual, but I see more of a sexy kind of rugged kind of like a little demon time there. You know what I'm saying? Just a little, as you see, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, kind of in a but with Nanny, I see like just complete Satan, <laughs> like real beautiful and everything, but just complicated, full of shit, a Gemini. <laughs> oh, that sus, we say a sus had it good for her lifetime, but sus may have had it bad. I want her book, I want to read your book, Lisa. I don't want to read Minnie's book. No, I want to read your book, Lisa. Because we, we all seen Look at how the nighttime. Oh, my gosh. She's had Jason Mano, Mamoa, and Minnie Cup. No, she's had probably two beautiful ass headaches. Satan and a dean. Beautiful Satan and beautiful dean. Oh, Leo, oh, God, and Leo's when they, and they say, especially where he going, you know, I think he's a Leo, and he rising up, too, right now, and all the spotlight, oh, Lord, I've been in so lot, and that damn Gemini, Woo. oh, Jesus, help us, Lord, y'all know how y'all Geminis are, shit, I ain't got to, especially male Geminis, I ain't got to tell you, okay, you know, all right, and sis is a Scorpio, and she just won't, she just won't love and stability, and somebody's going to be loyal and fine. <laughs> but Lisa has found out a painful lesson. Ladies, we got to quit looking at it as this is a life. She had both of them in the lifestyle. No, 
she's probably had a lot of pain. Be free, Lisa. Free yourself from the pain. You you back to just enjoy your life. Be enjoy the single air. It's just enjoy it. I know you've been through a lot with them too. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, we need to toast to Lisa Bonet for making it through. And making it through with her mind intact. Now, the Gemini looked like she put her through. Now, the Gemini, I think she went through some shit with that Gemini. I think that Gemini was a whole other thing. He taught her lessons in love. And she's like, I'm hard now. But Jason, she was a little bit more ready for, I think. You know? And so that's why she could put out this beautiful evolutionary speech. You know, like, love, and we're, we're moving to a different phase and tide and blah, 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 blah. La, 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 la. And probably in her head, she's like, this young, this, I knew his young ass would go cheat out of these streets. His old, well, I knew I was too old for his ass. You know, she probably knew it from the beginning, but she just wanted to go for it. You know, the passion take over. The scorpion passion just took over and said, go for it. Go for it. You ain't got but 10 minutes with his ass. You got 10 minutes you'll remember for the rest of your life. Now, my Virgo would have kicked in and said, fuck that. 10 minutes of great. How much pain? You already looking at his ass. You see his ass is crazy. You see I already talking. You see he got that demon. I, I, I remember Alexis. Alexis, I always talk about Alexis K. Tyler. When Alexis used to come on the show, and Alexis would be talking about how certain men just got sex jumping off of. She's like, certain men just got sex. They just, like, you already, you ain't even had sex with him. I remember I used to laugh at Alexis. But then, then you look at Lily Kravitz and Jason Momoa, and you say, oh, my God, she's right. Certain men just have sex jumping off of them. You're digmatized before you even get in the bed with them. Those two are it. <laughs> we, need to, we need to send our heartfelt love and energy to Lisa for surviving. <laughs> and that's my thought. Oh, Lisa Bonet. Let's send her the love. Not, we're going to quit saying Lisa is lucky in this lifetime. I had to think about it. No, 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 no. Lisa has been through a lot in this lifetime. Facts. You know? It's just certain, I had a show on about different types. It's certain type of men that have certain types of energy, you know? And they can just, it's just something they can do. I mean, you know, you know them when you see them. They can do, and those two, she's been, she's had those two. And we see it as lucky. Well, you know, some women, some of y'all women out there is like Lisa. You know, you like, shit, as long as I got that night to remember. <laughs> as long as I got your 10 years to remember, at least I had them. It was a good, it was a good while last. <laughs> I might be like that about Lenny Kravitz. You know, if Lee Krause, I might have to ask, like, is it, it, he, I know he, he looked like a devil, but damn, if I just, but I'm going to remember the beautiful, the beautiful time more than I'm going to remember the pain. <laughs> I know it's going to hurt, but it's also going to feel great. You know it's some toxic-ish when you're getting into it, but you're like, it's, it's going to create a beautiful memory. And if you survive, you survive. If you don't, you don't. That's what Lisa Bonet's been doing. That's what Lisa Bonet's been out here in these streets doing. She's been taking crap shoes. And if I survive, I survive. 
He survived, Lisa. Shout out to you. He survived both of these men, and he's still standing. I can't wait to see what you do with the new freedom. Congrats to Lisa Monet. All right. And divorce is always sad, but congrats to her for surviving. You don't know what she been having to deal with. You don't know damn thing about what she been having to do. You don't know how many nights she's up crying and shit like this motherfucker's out here. Is he, do I see him in the blood blog with another chick? Is this one going to come to his co-star? You don't know how many nights that shit been going on, right? You know, you don't know. Till, till she got to the point of, I'm going to be evolving in many beautiful ways and transitioning. You know, because Scorpios, we have layers. We, we start off in the Scorpion dirt where we, like, want the revenge. And then we, when we really evolve, we phoenix up and say, uh, this is an evolving moment. That's how we get to, we make it through the pain. And see, I know she examined the deep dark. We don't know how many nights she was going off, you know, because y'all have been already out here talking about the cheating room with Amelia. What's the girl, his co-star in the throne and stuff like that? I didn't hear the rumor. Amber Heard and a lot of other people, allegedly. I mean, this is probably just survived. And good for her. Good for her. Good for her. Lisa, you survived. I know. We, we say it's beautiful, but we really don't know. We really don't know. You need to say, damn, what does it take to have a Gemini and a Leo male in a lifetime? That's both fine like that. What did it cost her ass? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Kanye West. Speaking of Geminis, I see that Kim and the Kardashians were not going to do Kanye like they do everybody else. I said, Kanye's not going to be an easy one to just run away from. You ain't going to just wash your hands from Kanye's crazy ass, okay? Not only is Kanye a Gemini, but his ass allegedly got bipolar in the street. Now, I don't know how the fuck a doctor can tell. I'd really be interested in knowing how the fuck can you tell when a Gemini is bipolar? <laughs> or even skip the risk. No, no, I'm serious. Because they just naturally got 10 to 20 personalities anyway. Like, you know, you, I, I don't know which ye you will see every day. Someday you see preacher ye. Someday you see rapper ye. Sometimes you see the wild and out ye, the ranching ye. I mean, there's a lot of ye. I don't know who's who. <laughs> you see the Wisconsin ye. Now you see the ye who's living across the street from his wife ye. There's a lot of them. It's a lot of them. It's a lot of them. And, and I don't know if he needs medication or if it's naturally him. Four of my best friends in high school was Gemini. And it was so funny. I've had three or four best Gemini girlfriends. And I have Gemini in a couple of stations in my chart. And my girlfriends were this, this one particular girlfriend. By day, she was like this nerdy, smart. You would never even think. You would never even think there was another person there. She was so smart. She looked like the perfect student. That motherfucker on the weekends was a whole nother person. She was hanging with drinking and smoking and hanging with thugs. 
back then, we stay calm for school. It was a whole nother person. It was a whole nerd sitting up there. It was like it was normal. She was like that was, and she, it was like it was, it was like I literally was dealing with four to five different people. Being her friend, I knew that. I knew I was. I knew I was dealing with four to five different. I had four to five different friends, and I liked all of them, <laughs> including the evil one. I understood the evil. I didn't go around the evil one a lot, but we respected each other. Me and the evil twin, the evil side, the evil one. I just didn't want to be around the, the shit. I wasn't with the shit, but I understood the evil twin existed, and she, the evil twin respected me enough that she knew when she was getting ready to go to the evil side, so she'd be like, "Hey, you know." This weekend, I'm going to be, you know, you know. And then when she tried to pull me into the stuff, like she would try to every now and then pull me in to see how I was going to react. But the evil twin would kind of protect me, too. You know, it was kind of crazy. <laughs> so this is how I see Kanye West. Like, just so many different people, <laughs> all in one person. Well, today, he was complaining, he was complaining about, being across the being not being invited to his daughter's birthday party, okay? Now, he had just released the rap song that was threatening Pete Davidson, which is his woman his ex wife's new boo, exhibited some kind of strange behavior and now he's on he was on video they talking about I don't know why I wasn't invited to my daughter's birthday party. <laughs> and I'm like, Well maybe they scared of your ass. Eventually, they let him come to his daughter's birthday party. And he, he talks about it. You guys have to see it. I didn't get the audio up on TMZ, but, I mean, they just put it I think it's audio on Hollywood Unlocked, a couple of uh, things. I mean, with him talking, y'all can go to Hollywood Unlocked and see the whole thing unfold. It's quite interesting. And so he gets at the party, and he's like, when he comes out the party, he's like, yeah, I got to see everybody. He's acting like everything is happy. I'm like... Yo, like you just went into enemy territory and don't even recognize you. <laughs> yeah, I got to see Chris. I got to see his family. I got to see Kylie. I got to see everything. He was acting like he was, like he was so happy. And here's the sad thing because you do understand, too. I do understand that with the Kardashians, to me, my personal opinion is they prey on men who sometimes lack strong family units and they provide for them the idea of family. And so you can tell there's a there's a missing of that unit of family they have around them. I think that's part of the energy they use, my personal opinion. And so, see, when they got that one dude, what's the one dude that was married to Kim, the first guy? He didn't need no family because he had his family and him was real close. So even though he Chris Humphrey, Chris Humphrey's got had some shit about him, but he wasn't buying into a lot of their bullshit because Chris Humphreys was kind of more his own man and had his own family. His family was coming around and stuff like that a whole lot, and they didn't seem distant, you know, and stuff like that. He 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 kind of had his he, a unit, and that didn't work with him. I noticed that didn't work. He suddenly he he wasn't. Ah. They like weakness, okay? But I said that Kanye West was going to be a trip. You can't just think you're going to take little Kanye's weakness and just run. Because he also got a little bit cray-cray. <laughs> and, I'm, you know, I'm kind of worried because he just, you know, he uh, he brought a house, across the, a house across the street from Kim Kardashian. Uh, and this is what he says. He says, and this is according to Boss of this week, he says, um, 
It says, Amir Kanye's budding relationship with Julia Fox and his estranged wife's romance with Saturday Night Live cast member Pete Davidson. Kanye is opening up about how he really feels about the situation. In a new interview with Hollywood Unlocked, the rapper told the story about Kim's security not letting him upstairs as he dropped off their eldest daughter, Northwest, from school. This included some anger over the fact that her boyfriend, who he didn't name at the time, be in the house while he was kept outside. He also ranted about his children using TikTok, something his daughter North does often with her mom, Kim. Security ain't going to be in between me and my children, and my children ain't going to be on TikTok without my permission, he continued. My daughter wanted me to go inside. I was like, I'm the richest black man and North's father, right? And the security was able to stop me from going into the room with my daughter, and that had not been uh, defined. Where said, and I'm hearing that the new boyfriend is actually in the house that I can't even go to. He continues, this is for anybody that's going through separation and people intentionally do things to be mean and hurt you, to be playing games, he said. How are you going to bring me to SNL and kiss the dude you dating right in front of me? And everybody like, and oh, that's cool. While he didn't mention Davidson by name in the interview, he made very clear a new verse on, on the game song Easy. God saved me from the crash, just so I could beat T. Davis in the ass, he rapped. Here Kanye is referencing about his infamous near-fatal car crash in 2002, after which his mouth had to be wired shut. Obviously, the rest of the world is pretty self-explanatory. He's not a fan of the soon-to-be ex-wife's new relationship. Elsewhere, his verse, he also talks about buying a house across the street from Kim in an effort to be the best father possible. Now, this is the Negro who was allegedly living in Wisconsin, or wherever the fuck he was for two years, and hardly being around his family, allegedly, okay? So he says, my solace comes from seeing my kids and getting up, uh, uh, getting a solid schedule. That's why I even got the house, kind of explained, switching to there's something wrong with me getting the house next to my kids. He went on to say, went on uh, to say, like his own move to Chicago as a child made him want to stay closer to his four kids. Listen, let me stop, okay? It's obvious that Kanye West, first of all, I think he's gaslighting the fuck out of Kim, okay? You know, I just, I think, and here's the thing, Kim, and I can't say that you and your family don't, don't kind of, didn't kind of draw this kind of craziness to you because he, you thought he was just a weak ass, but he is, let me tell you, there's a couple of things I got. He's a fucking Gemini and he can gaslight his fucking ass like smart as hell. He can play mind games like no one else. <laughs> and moving across the street was fucking with you. Listen, he, this is a man who obviously needs boundaries. He, you, can, you, are, you are the richest. You, are, you do have a lot of money, Kanye. That's why you can afford to live around the corner, up the street, out of sight. But you got to have some boundaries. You can't just come into Kim's house whenever you want to. She's not married to you. She's in the middle of divorcing you. I don't know why you don't understand what's happening here, but you do. You know what's happening. You're trying to fuck with her. So listen, here's the thing. Kim Kardashian, you done got yourself into some shit, and it's going to be hard. These men out here is looking at how he acting with Pete Davidson, and I don't know if Pete Davidson, that's just a little good dick on the side, a little good young dick on the side. I don't know what's going on, but whatever the fuck, 
he is showing the rest of these these men out here who you got, who you you could, who would be interested in you, maybe with them four kids, they looking now because you got a crazy-ass baby daddy. You got all kind of money. They like, I don't know if I'm going to fuck with that. It's a price you pay for messing fucking with Kanye. It's just, it is. And I knew you was going to pay this price. And while it's kind of humorous in some senses, I'm also very afraid for her. Because when a man is moving across the street and he's talking to, talking about her in terms of ownership, he's talking to her like she's a possession, something to be possessed, stuff like that. She is nothing to be possessed. She is your, it is over. Over. Kanye. She is moved on. It is. And you can still see your kids and everything else. I'm sure Kim would love for you to come get them damn kids, okay? But I saw what he did today. See, proof of gaslight. He went to that party. He stayed for a little bit. Then he brought his ass. He didn't take North with him. He didn't go nowhere with North or nothing like that. Well, maybe because she was having a party. I don't know. But he went there and there, dropped in, and probably dropped his ass right back. Because Kanye probably really does not really want all of that, you know, all the things that come with full-time fatherhood. At this point in the game, it sounds like to me, my personal opinion is that he's just gaslighting Kim Kardashian. And I think Kim knows this. I think she understands it. I think she understands that, you know, and all women, it's not just Kim. You know, I want to not Kim, but Kim and them, I think, have preyed on males' weaknesses. But I do kind of feel sorry for her because I do really think that it's very frustrating to have to put these boundaries on him, to have to say, hey, dude, like you can't walk in my house because North wants you to come in this house. I got a man. And while you are baby daddy and you ex-husband and we got a friendship, you ain't ready to be coming up in the house because you can't behave. You already talking about kicking my man's ass or something like that. You know, she don't have to put the she don't have to put she don't have to put serious things down on Kanye and I think she's trying to do it and I couldn't blame her. Here is where I'm not on Kanye West's side. I feel like Kanye West has did not did not choose wisely. Especially with his condition. Kim obviously has had a fucking enough. <laughs> and uh he is now upset because nobody wants to play his control game. So what? You got a lot of money. So what? There's a you are running around here with a new chick who's a fan, and she says she's a big fan of his, which we're gonna talk about in a minute. What is the deal? What do you want? Why are you still trying to control the atmosphere at your wife's house, at your ex-wife's house? She's no longer your wife. And if I'm the other chick, I'd be looking at that, going, mm-mm. Get over your shit and then let me know. You know, as a woman, let me just say this to you girls, you never want to get in the middle when, you know, when a man is still fighting. Like, you know, it, y'all know how I love story time, right? I'm about to have another story. I got another story, story time. When I was young, I was in college. And there was this couple that used to stay with together for a long period of time, you know. They, they asked me running. They was together. He used to have, you know, twin coats and clothes. And he was real popular, good-looking guy and everything like that. They broke up, okay? 
And they were broke up for a minute, and the guy tried to date me. And I really liked the guy. We started dating. We started hanging out. But I didn't realize that I was in the middle of some torture, some long, um, tortured-ass shit. Okay? I was like, oh. <laughs> well, and one day, I remember the girl comes to me. I'm in the cafeteria eating with my friends. She comes to me, and she's like, yeah, you know, she's talking to me. She's, she's not going off or anything, but she's they're telling me that he's still – Blah blah blah, trying to talk to her and everything. And I was like, oh my god, seriously? I mean, yeah. So it, it so so it it became. I was in the middle of something that wasn't over. You know, like it, it was it was a lot. I was like, what the fuck? You know, like they they arguing. I'm sitting. I'm like, what? No, 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 no. I had to remove myself because I'm like, get your shit together. Figure out, no, I don't want her no more. No, it seems like you still do because y'all argue every day. I don't want to be here for that. I don't want to be. I don't want to be. I don't want to be in it. (laughs) When you get it together, when you get your shit together with her, call me. (laughs) Don't be having me out here. I ain't out out here trying to fight. I ain't trying to argue with nobody. When you get your shit together, because this chick won't call me, I won't call you. You call me. That's the same thing that Pete Davidson may have to do. That's the same thing that this new girl may have to do. Pete Davidson. No, it don't seem like Pete. It don't really seem like Kim got the problem. It seems like Kim is setting boundaries. But this new girl, if you a new girl in the middle of getting ready to get with Kanye, who was obsessed with his ex-wife and can't seem to let her ass go, and she's done, let him obsessed. Don't get in the middle of that shit. I don't care how much money you got. And and this dude that I liked in college, he had he had a pretty penny too. He was nice. He didn't he he's he doing well. I was like, fuck that. It was too much. Save yourself some time, the new girl. Save yourself some time. Kanye is he is at this point is if you gonna be in the middle of a toxic hodgepodge because he's trying to create drama. All that drama he created today ridiculous and they say allegedly he's treating the other girl kind of starting to be controlling and stuff like that scary but let's talk about the new girl for a minute she says she's julia fox diehard og kardashian singer oh god <laughs> Kanye West's new girlfriend, Julia Fox, is no a stranger to the strange family. In fact, she might know just a little too much about them. Has she herself admitted to be a diehard, diehard OG fan? In a recently serviced 2021 recap episode of Forbidden Fruits podcast with co-host Nikki Takis, the two talked about everything pop culture from the year that was, of course, Kim Kardashian and Kanye's divorce was on the table. To which Julia said, can we talk about the Kim and Kanye divorce? Wait, can we talk about Kim and Pete Davidson, though? She also said that she watched Keeping Up with the Kardashians since it started in 2007, called it embarrassing, but admitted she missed the show now that it's wrapped. Interestingly enough, Julia says it's like you're happy for them when something good happens to them. From everyone we've seen and been told, Kim is having a great time with Pete, always smiling with him. So weirdly enough, you got to think Julia's proud. The Kardashians are clearly a level celebrity Julia and her squad have aspired to obtain over years. With one friend recently telling the cat, Julia Fox is doper than Pete Davidson. Kim Kardashian and Kanye West combined. She's a legitimate uh, sorceress. <laughs> okay. 
What's more, Julie has been known to repost Kim K's Instagram stories over the years has and has openly been a singing. Okay. This is a little disturbing. Kanye, you're picking the same girls. Lots of the same Gemini's do this, don't they? Don't they? They do. Yeah, it's kind of typical Gemini males sometimes. Not all Gemini males. But Gemini males sometimes like they like, you know, toxic shit. You know. Same shit. She's literally saying shit. She, she's, she's reposting Kim Kardashian. Kanye, when you come to understand that you are a young man who is going to need extra care in a relationship because you have bipolar, so you're going to have to find somebody who's got the patience to fucking deal with you <laughs> and not fake it. But you know what? I actually don't think he wants that. To be honest, you know, he may be one of those men who are detached, who don't really want to attach in a relationship. That may be why he picks women like her, Julia Fox, like a Kim Kardashian type and stuff, because he really doesn't have to connect. He can, he doesn't, he can be rich and have his money. He can get up in the morning and talk about, I don't like what you got on. I don't like that black dress you got on. I need you to put on something more conservative. I need you, like, he was bossing around Kim. When he was bossing around Kim and being controlling everything, he doesn't have to engage them, have people. That's why Kim blocked the fuck out. Kim, like, I'm a person. I got my own damn money. I ain't got to put up with this bullshit. <laughs> but, but he doesn't have to engage. He can just, you know, like, he was with Kim. It was like he was making a product every day. He was dressing her and everything. And, you know, and then, it didn't really seem like a marriage. It seemed more like a possession. And so a lot of times men who have wealth <clears throat> sometimes think sometimes they just want to uh sort of develop someone. And they don't it's hard when you have to relationships are hard when you have to have a real relationship and you really have to engage people and have conversations. And find out what they like and engage people on a human perspective, right? You know what I'm saying? And for him, maybe Kanye is quite detached on the emotional level. It doesn't mean he doesn't have emotions. Maybe he doesn't like dealing with the emotions. So he tries to deal with people where he doesn't have to have those, uh, those bonds with. And that he can be more of a, in a control, like a sort of control thing. You know, like, you know, I, I remember listening over the years about his obsession with Kim Kardashian because he kind of always sounded like he was obsessed with Kim Kardashian because I remember reading something one time and he was saying he, he watched a porn tape before every time. I'm like, who does that? I mean, you know, it was just, there is a, a different, there, you know, there comes a time when you like somebody and you might crush on them. I'm a Scorpio, okay? Scorpios, we have a we we have Scorpios. Everybody, anybody knows time. We have obsessions, right? When we like a person, we kind of become obsessed with them a little bit in some ways because we like to find out all about you to make sure before we, you know, dive into you that you ain't crazy or that you ain't gonna, you know, what's the probability of you fucking us over? <laughs> you know, so we kind of like want to have that whole idea, but you have to at some point become out the obsession. And, and, and meet a person as a human because otherwise you go into this control narrative. And so I wonder if Kanye West, that is one of his issues, is that he is, there's a constant narrative to control because even with Kim, he had Kim wearing his clothes. It, it seems very controlling. 
And that, you know, and not less relationship. And see, with this new young lady being a big fan and stuff like that, it's easy to control. You know, it's easier to control women and men, or women are men, but especially women, when they want to be with you so bad. You know, so it's easy to to have a sense of control. So, I, I you know, I don't know. This is a strange relationship. I, I don't know. I don't feel like Kim is going to get back with Kanye. I feel like Kim is over it. If she gets back with Kanye, it would be a desperate Hail Mary, okay? But I don't think, I think, and I don't know if Kanye, uh, you know, if he keeps up this role with picking these women and not dealing with his, with all aspects of himself and picking, he's going to continue probably to have a hard time in relationships, you know, because People are going to, they're never going to see him as a lover and a, 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 a person they love. They're going to see him as a handler, a controller. And so he'll never have that energy, you know, you know, and, and to me, relationships have to have all aspects, a little bit of everything, you know. So uh, it's kind of, just kind of weird. And it's kind of weird to see like a Kardashian and, like fan, fan, fan girl. That would strength be strange to me. <laughs> I mean, I would be, I would kind of think that was strange if I was him. I'd be like, okay, that is, that's a little weird. I'd be kind of weirded out by that. I don't know. Strange. Okay. All right. So here's an interesting story. COVID thing out in these streets can make your penis shrink. No, I'm not lying. Don't laugh. I'm not lying. <laughs> now, apparently it's true, okay, that uh, COVID is uh, is making men's penis shrink, okay, if they get COVID, okay? Let me, uh, let me pull this up here. Because uh, this is a man who claims his penis uh, shrank 1.5 inches after he got COVID, and what they're calling it is COVID dick. I'm not lying, y'all. I hear y'all laughing hilariously. I'm seriously. I didn't say this. Your post has an actual article up <laughs> about this type of thing. Okay, so let me pull it. Let me see if I can pull it up. Uh, it up. Uh, let's see. Here we go. Oh, let's get on. I can't believe you when I read it. I was like, huh? I mean, it seems like COVID can do a lot of things, can it? It's a strange virus. It can shrink your dick. It can it can make you feel pain. It can it can it can, it can do a lot of stuff. I don't know. It can put, mess up your sex drive. <laughs> it's a lot of things. But according to the New York Post, it says, talk about getting the short end of the stick. As if contracting COVID wasn't bad enough, a dismayed man now claims he's lost a whopping 1.5 inches from the length of his penis has a lingering result of the vile virus. My penis is shrunk. Man, I mean, it, it, the gripping guy into a letter to how to do a podcast this week. I'm interested. I'm um, I'm a heterosexual man in my 30s. He said anonymously, only referring to himself as coming up short. In July of last year, I contracted COVID and was very sick. When I got out of the hospital, I had some erectile dysfunction issues, he added. They purported... The purportedly well once stoned out man went to explain that prior to his diagnosis, he boasted an above average size to it. But much of his, to his uh, 
chagrin, his formerly impressive private parts have since lost their luster. Aww. <laughs> the erectile dysfunction gradually got better with some medical attention, but I seem to be left with a lasting problem, he confessed. Before I got uh, sick, I got sick. My penis was above average, not huge, but definitely bigger than normal. Now, hmm. some of the ladies, I would like to hear some of the ladies to be judging that. <laughs> now I've lost about an inch and a half and become decidedly less than average. He claimed that a medical advisor had attributed his pecker problem to the vascular damage caused by COVID and was warned that the impairment was likely permanent. Oh, damn, that's messed up. It shouldn't really matter, the man wrote, but it had a profound impact on my self-confidence and my abilities in bed. I know you can get, can't get give me back my missing length and girth, but I was wondering if you'd give me any advice on what to do now. In response to the dude's desperate plea for penis health, Dr. Charles Wilbur, a urologist and director of men's health at Albany College, New York, confirmed the rare but real havoc COVID can wreck on a man's unmentionable. You can't connect these dots, the physician uh, told the state virus correlation to a ding alone. So, <laughs> wow. COVID, a mass respiratory symptom, has leads to a lot of deaths, he said. But there's also pretty significant vascular issues that occur with guys. The doctor went on to cite that some have shown uh, cases of men who suffer from uh, pariapism, the persistent erection prompted sans sexual arousal and erectile dysfunction after contracting COVID. When guys get get ED, they get a lack of erections for a while. And when that happens, they actually do get some shrinkage. Oh, it's a sad man. The main reason that we think it occurs is something that we call uh, egotial dysfunction. Explain, I don't know if I said it right. That's basically the cells that line your blood vessels, and they really, and they are really important for the function of many different organs. The health code went on to note that when COVID affects those vital cells, it can take a toll on a number of organs. Okay. However, despite the prognosis coming up short, received from his doom and gloom doctor, both urologists agreed that rehabilitative practice like doing penis push-ups. Hilarious. How do you do penis push-ups? <laughs> Purchasing a penis vacuum to restore length over time. Who knows? How I mean, naive. <laughs> a typical regime would be something like Viagra or uh, Viagra to improve blood flow. Okay. Another thing would be to buy a penis vacuum. So there are things if you've had COVID. And you've had some penis shrinkage, guys. There are things, if you've got COVID dick, that's what they call it, there are some things you can do. You can get the vacuums and you can get some Vi- Viagra. Um, and remember, guys, you know, it's not always the size. I mean, no, it's not always. <laughs> okay. I mean, I mean, sometimes you just know how to move. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Am I, do I sound like I'm lying, girls? I don't know. Okay, listen. There's vacuums out there. There's a lot of things you can do out here. You can do penis exercises. There are all kind of things. Don't give up. 
顔でしょ。ハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハ As soon as I get off the line with you guys, I'm <laughs> and I'm talking about COVID dick right now and how you can improve if you have some shrinkage. <sighs> oh, good show. <sighs> Hillary's talking about running again for the White House. I'm not going to even run,、uh, run the article. People are thinking she's wanting to run again. <sighs> Two words. Hillary, stop. Stop. I mean, how many times do you have to lose to realize it's not your job? She's a little trained that could. She might get it this time because Joe Biden's just that fucking bad. This Donald comes back. If Donald comes back, I really believe Donald could run the day and win. That's how bad Joe is. People say, oh, I can never vote for Donald Trump again. Oh, yes, you can. If inflation gets high enough, if your grocery shelves get emptier, <laughs> they wasn't empty under Donald. Shit, I can afford a loaf of bread under Donald's ass. The world and what has come through since Donald Trump. Shit. I might even have my ass at, the, at a Donald Trump rally because, listen, if one happened today, I mean, I'm so over Joe Biden. Not that I'm, not, I'm a, not that I'm a Republican. I'm an independent, but I will have my ass. I'm a registered Democrat, but I really never quite went and voted. I've only voted for some Democrats. I voted all over the place. But, you know, I will have my ass at a Joe Biden, I mean, at a Donald Trump rally. Why? I ain't got to be Donald's friend, but I miss Donald. I miss cheap groceries, cheap gas. I miss him checking China. Yeah, he, was, he has some shit with him, but I ain't got to like him personally. I just need him to do what he needs to do. I don't even like Joe Biden. I don't know what you, you Negroes was talking about Joe Biden. I'm like, is Joe Biden better than, 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 than、uh, Donald Trump? Donald Trump is racist.、Uh, Joe Biden literally gave the eulogy at Strom Thurmond's、uh, funeral. Are you, are you Negroes crazy? Georgia Wallace. Who was a segregationist actually liked Joe Biden. Joe Biden was happy about it. Joe Biden is Tim Crow Jones. This is what was Kamala Cobbin. Was it Tim Crow Jones? She called him that or she kind of implied that. I forgot. You have no friends, black people. Get my ass out here at the Donald Rack Trump rally and talk about make America great again. We have come to some dark times, okay? And I heard a celebrity the other day trying to say, I know, <laughs> I know you people don't like to hear celebrities' thoughts. No, we don't like to hear your thoughts on it because you celebrities are part of the reason why we have such turmoil. You guys want to run campaigns and look like you're smart and for the vote. Like now, this whole voting thing, voting rights deal. 
Listen, I'm going to tell you, I'm not with the shit, okay? Can we just say, I do, I don't understand why, I'm going to just tell you too. I don't understand what the fucking problem is, why y'all can't get your ID, why you can't get your ID. I can understand old people. I do believe they have to make, because there's a lot of older black people in America and stuff who have a hard time getting their birth certificates and stuff like that. In that case, I see working there. But what's the problem with getting your fucking ID? And now most cities, in most cities around the United States have voting, like, you can vote three and four weeks a month in Texas. It's like a month or two ahead of time. You mean you can't walk your ass to the voting booth between in, in three to four weeks with your ID? I don't understand what y'all want. Y'all talking about this Jim Crow and all this back. No, literally look at what they used to do to in the South against voting. This is nothing like that. They used to say, well, you come in there, do you know the, uh, who wrote the Pledge of Allegiance? Do you know... Uh, what the uh, uh, what the uh, 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 Emancipation Proclamation said. They used to do shit like that. That went to keep people from voting. They threatened to vote. Now that's a asking you to have your ID and giving you three to four weeks to vote or a week to vote. Y'all gotta be kidding me. Something they're talking about. We need we don't need to show our IDs. Yes, you do. It's like New York where non-citizens can't vote. You need an ID. Go get your ID if you want to vote. And you got a long time. You can walk in the voting booth almost a month. In Texas, well, I couldn't believe it. It was better than Missouri when I got to Texas. I was like, damn, y'all got like two months to vote? I couldn't believe it. I was like, damn. And you get to, I used to have to wake up early. Now in Missouri, I hear it's different. But I used to have to wake up when early morning on voting day to go vote before I go to work. Yeah, ain't like that no more. I got you got a whole, nearly a whole month. I don't understand what Joe is up here talking about. We need voting rights. It's kind of a lie. Y'all can get your IDs. I'm sorry. If there's some other way they keeping y'all from voting, <laughs> like the celebrities are saying, then let me know. But ask y'all to show y'all IDs and show up at the voting booth showed up in the voting booth before the day of the election, it's easy. You ain't got to mail in your ballot. See, mailing in is a cheating way. Only way you need to mail in your ballot is if you're going to be out of town like you used to be or you got somewhere to go or something like that. But other than that, take your ass to the voting booth and vote, trying to make it way over top easy. I don't want to show my eye. I ain't got no ID. I just want to be able to walk in the vote. Huh? I mean, it's the craziest shit I've ever had. <laughs> and the Democrats really got people out here believing you literally got some Jim Crow situation. And there are some places in some states I do understand that there are some situations where they are trying to rezone and different things like that. In those cases, I get it. But you, but asking motherfuckers to have their ID and to show up and, and to the polls and vote, I don't understand what y'all, what's the problem. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't. So, okay. Uh, what else do we need to talk about? Aisha did come. Aisha this week, Aisha Curry talked about her marriage. She did kind of uh, put out here in these streets that she does not have an open marriage. I think somebody tried to come from her, come for her on her Instagram, and she's like, "Don't disrespect my marriage like that," you know. So that I knew Aisha could not say something because you know, Aisha. When Aisha was quiet, I was like, 
Steph must tell her, don't say nothing back. But I felt like in my part on mine, this is just my conspiracy theory, she got somebody to come on there and confront her so she can say something back because she, she's the type to say something back. Like, I can't let that be out here. I don't want these out here thinking Steph is up for uh, <laughs> open, this open season on Steph because it is not. <laughs> you ain't messing up. My bad. So she she couldn't wait to come through. Steph, Aisha Curry is an Aries. She speaks the hell out. Okay, believe that. Okay, <laughs> I didn't think her was open, but the way she came at Roz, remember Roz was up there talking to. I don't know if y'all remember a few years ago when Roz was interviewing Steph, and she was the guy too. She Aisha brand her ass down there like, uh, uh-uh. you not playing no games here. <laughs> So I don't, I couldn't, I mean, it may be open, they may be, but it just doesn't, if it's open, I don't think it's on Aisha for us. <laughs> but yeah, so she finally said something this week about that. Uh, also, uh, Drake put hot sauce and condom story. I don't even know if I want to talk about it. Should I talk about it in overdrive? We got about six minutes, but maybe I'll talk about it in overdrive. Maybe. I don't know. Cardi B, I think I'll re- end it with this. You know, Cardi B and Tasha K are going through a lawsuit. You know, Tasha K, Cardi B is suing Tasha K, the blogger, a uh, real popular blogger on YouTube. Uh, for She's like a Wendy Williams kind of, you know, she's suing her for saying she had herpes allegedly, right? And uh, this week, Tasha, I mean, Cardi B testified about how she felt suicidal because uh, Tasha Kay, I think it called her allegedly a prostitute or something like that. And it was amazing to me. I was like, I, you know, I felt it very strange. Not, and this is not to take on anybody's side, but I felt it very strange that she felt suicidal. And she's the person who admitted to drugging men and robbing men. That didn't make you feel suicidal, but being a prostitute? <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was strange. I was like, wow. Because, you know, Cardi B has said in the past that, that she used to, back in the day, drug and rob me. And so I was like, okay, and you was a triple. So I don't know. If you was drugging and robbing people, how you were getting them to a place of vulnerability and making them believe something was getting ready to happen, you drugged them, and you, you literally robbed them. That didn't make you feel pain and process. <laughs> so I tell you, a process, it's just weird. I don't know. But listen, a lot of people saying Tasha K is in trouble in this case. But this is this case has so many implications for me, to me, in my personal opinion, for bloggers and black celebrities because black celebrity has a, bloggers serve a twofold. You know, uh, some of them can be ruthless and say a lot of things that are out of pocket, but they also a lot of the black bloggers also keep a lot of black celebrity out here in ways that other people do not. Okay, so you know because. Um, so, you, you know, we have, I guess the celebrities have to be very careful of going up the street of suing bloggers. But at the same time, I understand it, especially for something like saying somebody had herpes and they may not have had it. I don't know what the situation was there or whatever. That's bad. But at the same time, we, you have to be careful of that because you can, in, in, if, there, if there becomes a big, huge problem, I think that celebrity will also pay the price where because these a lot of these white publications don't talk about black artists and stuff. 
the way a lot of the bloggers and gossip blogs do. So it kind of keeps black celebrity and out there in certain ways, right? You know, you're getting talked about in certain ways. Uh, so this case is a very interesting one, and it can have a lot of implications on uh, uh, the blogging community, per se. It could be very interesting. Um, we'll see. I, we'll keep an eye on this one because it, it, could, it could do a lot. It could do a lot. It could do a. It could change the way that uh, because you know, you know, we know in the celebrity world, even bad publicity sometimes is good publicity. Unfortunately for them, you know what I'm saying. They live by that uh, sometimes, and, and you know, a blogger just having their name in your mouth, like Tasha K. Literally during that time, even though there was a lot of stuff going on with her and Cardi B, she literally was keeping Cardi B out there in some ways to me because she talked about her all the time. So, you know, I'm not for lying on people and stuff like that, but also, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how this case falls and how it affects bloggers per se out in the streets. And I think it's a lot for, I don't think every black blogger should look at it and go, uh, yeah, Tasha K is going to be in trouble. No, that can have implications for all bloggers, especially uh, a lot of the young YouTubers and podcasters on the come up and stuff like that. And it can have strong implications for black celebrities because a lot of times a lot of the, the, uh, the, the information and pop culture stuff about black celebrities and stuff comes out through these black blogs. So uh, they don't get as much publicity uh, anywhere else but the black bloggers keep them out there, okay? So it is going to be very interesting to see how this case a lot uh, falls out, okay? So, you guys, we have come to the end of the show. You can stay on the phone lines. I may just address a little bit more, a couple of more stories in overdrive. But uh, thank you guys so much for hanging out with me like you do every week. I appreciate it. I got a date with Tyreek, honey, so I'm going to hurry up and get this overdrive uh, uh, done and get to my power. Okay, so we're going to end it with uh, moving on by end of your side. If you're on the phone lines, you can stay on and listen to Overdrive. For the rest of you, you'll have to catch Overdrive in uh, on the archive. So I'm out. See y'all. See y'all in Overdrive. Bye. Please, allow me to show you something.
tight body girl, out of sight, out of world. Mind like on a roll, talk like she can give me hot with the combo. All right, if you're listening like to the sound of my voice, you are listening to the archive show. Thank you guys for hanging out with me like you do every week. Remember, you can hit me up on the Carlotta Chatwood Facebook page. You can also hit me up on Twitter at C Chatwood Show. On Twitter, Carlotta72 also. And you can hit me up on Instagram at Carly's underscore galaxy, okay? And I always appreciate when you guys DM me and you say, don't, y'all say some crazy. I mean, y'all say some stuff which y'all thought about the show or different things. I appreciate it so much. Thank you. And some of y'all stuff is just very encouraging. So thank you. Uh, and remember, listen, you know, we're fair. I appreciate we're family on this show, and I appreciate when you guys share the show with other people. So thank you for doing that. Continue to do so. I don't know. You know, it always trips me out. This show is therapy for me, Sandra, you know. <laughs> and so it kind of, you know, it lets me give gives me a chance to, like, uh, uh, rant <laughs> about pop culture and things that I feel, you know, today or whatever. It's, it's my dominion side coming out. I have dominion and all, I think, in my 11th house. And I forget whether my house is a communication. It's weird. I have a lot of so I think it gives me a sense of a chance to kind of, you know, uh, get my communication uh, out there and stuff like that. So it always amazes me that people really like to listen to me rant. Thank you. <laughs> I really, and it's so funny because when uh, my friends always laugh, I, when I get to know you, I'm real talkative like this. But when you when you're first around me, I am not. I'm very shy. I've told you, I I don't people don't ever believe that. People are like seriously. <laughs> it's true. So I think people are always kind of taken aback when I actually meet people and they're like, oh, she's very quiet. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's weird, okay? I have to get to know you to be like this. I'm, uh, you know, it's different, you know? So it, it just trips me out that people really listen to this show. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, we were talking about what? We were talking about, we said we were going to talk about uh, some of the stuff. Stories. It was one story. What's that? He was talking about Cardi B. Uh, oh, Angela Bassett said something this week. Oh, Drake putting hot sauce. First, let's talk about the hot sauce. Drake saying it was rumors out here this week about Drake uh, putting hot sauce in the Instagram models condom to stop. I guess to you know to um, to kind of you know when women try to. Uh, you know, when women allegedly take a baster and stuff like that and take uh, sperm out the condom and uh, try to get, you know, uh, try to get, uh, uh, and try to get pregnant by by these famous men and stuff like that. Uh, here's, it's, it's this week, this is according to uh, DailyMail.com. It's an Instagram model accuses Drake of putting hot sauce inside of a condom, and he seemingly responds, you can have your 15 minutes of fame. Uh, an Instagram model is accusing Drake of getting a little too spicy during a recent romantic encounter, which allegedly took place at the Rapper's Hotel a few weeks ago. The model claims that the self-proclaimed certified lover boy, born Aubrey Drake Graham, added a packet of hot sauce into his used condom after the baby, after the two had sex. After he disposed of the condoms, she took it out of the trash and attempted to impregnate herself inside the bathroom, not realizing what it contained. <laughs> this is some Scorpio shit. Drake, I believe you did that shit. <laughs> the, woman, the woman revealed the accusation to the too much uh, hot tea blog saying that after she screamed due to burning sensation, 
Champagne Poppy, as he's known on Instagram, ran into the bathroom and allegedly admitted to pouring the hot sauce in the condom. Though it's an unusual way to try to prevent pregnancy, the Canadian cleaner has previously complained about having to go above and beyond to ensure that women won't collect his sperm. Now, here is the interesting thing. I don't mean like this. Can I just say this? I don't like this. And I think that if you are a male, this tells me a lot about Drake, okay? And what I mean by that is if you are a man who are just out, you just, and I know the rock star life, you get so many bitches coming up to you, and every night you can have your pick of the litter and, 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 and sleep with anything and anyone. But to me, it, it says a lot about a man when he has sex with so many randoms that he is scared that he has to go above and beyond to collect firm afterwards. That he is not vetting, getting to know women, getting to know what these women are like. I, I think people don't really understand the implications of sexuality. I mean, it isn't that you can't have random sex. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that understand what it happens when you have loads of it with different types of people. And including, you know, a lot of people say, well, women get more affected. No, men affect, are affected too. I almost think men are more affected in some way because men are releasing, you're releasing something. And every time you release something, it, in my personal opinion, what, how a man feels after an orgasm, most feel weak because you are, you are releasing your sperm or your, your, your stuff into something. Okay. And so it's a very spiritual act. And so to be just so, uh, so wow that you having so much sex, you just have, you having such an intimate spiritual act, so many different motherfuckers out here that you got to go above and beyond to protect your sperm. Ooh, ooh. That is not an attractive male to me. I'm serious. I would be like, I would be, I would be like, I don't know why women are attracted to Drake. I would not be attracted. He seems like a whole, he seems like over the top. As a matter of fact, I almost sometimes think Dre is like bisexual or so trying to hide that because he's over the top with the women. Allegedly. I'm not saying that he is, but it just seems like a lot. And he is the dude who allegedly the baby's mama now, y'all said, I'm not saying, I don't know if this is true, but people were saying she was a porn star. The woman he did get pregnant for, <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> and he should have been talking about he protects his son. Oh my God. I mean, fellas, here's what I just say. Bet these women, because, listen, spirits can get on you just like they can get on women. Spirits can get on you. You be walking, you be running around weak. You understand, you don't understand why you see you more weak to sexual, you more uh, sexually prone to, like, Will Smith. People was laughing at Will Smith when Will Smith was saying he was literally getting sick because he was having so many, because of the orgasms, because he was having so much sex with so many different women. And a lot of men were saying, well, that's because he's gay and all this stuff. I don't know if that's the truth. But what I will say is this. Uh, first of all, a lot of you men, when he say he having sex with so many different women, you don't understand what's available to Will Smith. Will Smith can have a, a, a whole bunch of women at one time. And so it can affect, it affects men differently. So for Will, maybe he was getting sick because he was having so much exchange of body fluids with so many different people. And I got to understand, on a physical 
thing, how that shit works. Like, you, you just having sex with so many motherfuckers. He start having sex with Drake having so sex with so much random sex with so many bitches, not understanding how spiritual it is, that he got to put hot sauce in her. It just says to me trifling all over. I'm a if I'm a serious female, he's trying to look at me as a serious prospect. I'd be looking at him like, dude, go get an STD test. I mean, you know, you, I mean, you, I, I, I feel like more women have to protect themselves against men like Drake, who probably are carrying around a bunch of spirits ready to release them into you. Watch men like Drake. Ooh, don't don't try to get no baby bond. Watch putting his sperm in your your uh in your uh, uh womb. Don't be doing stuff for checks all the time, chicks. Don't be dumb. A lot of these guys out here are they carrying around so they carrying around spirits from other people. These all these randoms, they done met all these other places and stuff. He thinking his shit's valuable. His shit's not valuable. His shit is toxic and 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 confused and everything else. He got so many bitches on him running around. I mean, and all of them got so many. Uh, you are you talking about sucker bus spirit? What is it? Hey, it's a all them sucker bus spirits and all this shit. Yeah, watch. Well, be careful, ladies. To put that you're trying to get impregnated by him for a check. You end around, end up here around here with some demon seeds. Just telling y'all, just seriously, no seriously, seriously, because he's got a lot of motherfucking personalities. He's carrying, he's releasing, he getting weaker and weaker and weaker to those energies. And you, he when he releasing, he releasing all that shit. And when you go in there with a turkey baster or whatever the fuck you went in there with, and trying to put have his baby, you don't know you releasing some shit up inside you more than a baby. And demonic weak ass energy, okay? Because he can't keep his dick in his pants. He's not a disciplined fucking man if he's doing this. If he's doing it, I'm not saying that's what Drake's doing. But if Drake is going around having sex with so many women that he cannot, he has to put hot sauce in the condom. He's not a disciplined man. He don't, he don't, he don't value himself as a man. He's just having so much random sex. So you got to be like, ooh. You don't want no sperm from him. Double up. You want him to double up. Double your ass up. So nasty ass. Just run around here doing everything. That doesn't mean you can't. I mean, I understand rock stars have random shit happen. You know, especially when you first get in life, I was just doing kooky yaki. I get it. I'm saying. I ain't, I ain't saying. But I'm saying when you're doing it such a consistently basis, all you're doing is going out here home. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Not really home, but you know what I'm saying? Acting like a hoe. You just going out. You having so much sex at night. You getting a payoff some sort of way. That's why I call y'all hoes, because you getting a payoff some sort of way when you have a sex with these women, with sex with different people. So the thing, the the, the thing about it is when after a while you're gonna get, you're gonna be struck. It's, it's gonna be a spiritual interaction with different people. You are spiritually interacting with people. Fuck! I told y'all, sex is spiritual first. You can have sex with somebody without even touching them. Oh, I don't even want to get into it. Y'all like, how are you going to do that, Carlotta? Because first sex starts in the mind. And sex is spirit. You haven't you ever heard people have an astral sex, astral plane? 
people can be telepathically connected to other people, and you can have a sexual experience with someone. Here you're fucking serious. I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to sound crazy. But sex is a spiritual thing, and when you get together, you are acting out the act that you have conceived spiritually. You are now manifesting, manifesting. You've already had it. Now you're just manifesting it into the physical. It happens first in the spiritual. So when you, uh, so whatever you remember, whatever you're dealing with people on the spiritual plane, you're dealing with a lot of people. You're dealing with a lot of people who fuck with other people and fuck with other people. So when you're going around, you rappers and singers and whatever else, you're going around fucking everything, you got to think about how many people she done fucked with, how many people he done fucked with, or you don't, you know what I'm saying? You got to think about that. So ladies, be careful. Don't be so anxious to be getting these men signed for checks because some of them are undisciplined, nasty ass. They might look like rock stars and guys, you know, like Drake say, that's my son. What's that son? I'm a pop star, not a doctor. Bitches call it my son. Just say nonstop from the plane to the fucking helicopter or whatever. You think it's exciting to be with him, but, and he, and it seems cool because he got a lot of women, but it may not be cool. Because he may got a lot of spirit and a lot of sucker bitches and a lot of all kind of demons, sexual demons that got a hold of him. And you done give him access to your creature cat. He'll be an enslaved Jew with him. So be careful on these streets. I'm just telling y'all. Okay? Telling y'all. <sighs> That's what we're going to end it up with. That's what we're going to end it. I think so. You guys, thank you so much again for hanging out with me. I've had so much fun talking to y'all. We're going to end it with Drake hot sauce and a condom. What a visual for (laughs) y'all. Oh, my goodness. You guys, have a wonderful, wonderful, awesome week. Let me get out here and start watching Power Child because, you know, I got to watch my power. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. I can't wait to see what Tyree's going to do this week, okay? So I'll see y'all. I am out. We'll leave it out with Pikes Over Egypt, okay? It's the CC Show. I'm Carlotta. Y'all have a good one, okay? See y'all probably this week sometime, okay? I'm out.